You are listening to SNA Live, a podcast like no other. Hot. What's good, cigar fam, and welcome to SNA Live, the podcast not just about cigars and cigar lounges, but life in general. Because if you're smoking cigars with your peoples in a nice lounge and only talking about cigars, you've missed the whole motherfucking point. We're recording, as always, from Smoking Ashes, Cigars, and Haberdasheries, the newest, hottest cigar lounge in the Northeast. With me, as always, are my partners, Malik and Ryan. Say what's up. Yeah. What's going on? This is episode number three, entitled Top Five Dead or Alive. I'll let my man Ryan explain and break that down to you. So, um, you know, we wanted to lighten the mood a little bit after last week's uh, impactful episode. Yes, for sure. <laughs> you know, uh, and make sure if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go check us out on YouTube or on any of our podcasting platforms. You can check out episode two, State of the Union. It was a little, you know, it was a little heated and tough in here, and it was one that had to happen. So, you know, <clears throat> you know, we decided to lighten the mood and give you our top fives. And listen, we left out certain topics. All right, obviously, there's the normal ones that you know, you know, top five, you know, best rappers. Yeah, yeah. And those are, I don't want to call them cliche episodes to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> but so, they are. but they are exactly. So we went left with it a little bit, and you know, we just want you to. Take a chance right now to sit back, light your stick, you know, catch your catch your catch your favorite seat ready, you know, and just light up and roll with us. Let's go. So with that being said, cut your stick, light them up, and let's get it popping. Welcome to SNLA Live, a podcast like no other. Featuring three the hard way. You want it, you got it. Yes, yes, welcome to episode three, top five, dead or alive. It's the perfect time to light the stick. And rock out with us. Welcome three to hallway. Yes, sir. Welcome to episode number three, Top 5 Dead or Alive. Now, before we get into today's topics, we're going to discuss what we're smoking today. So, Leek, start us off, brother. All right. I am smoking the tea. It's like this, I call this the chocolate bar. It looks like a freaking chocolate bar. Great cigar. I haven't had this in a while. Um, this was put together by Robert Caldwell and Caldwell Cigars in collaboration with Matt Booth at Room 101 Cigars and AJ Fernandez. Uh, great cigar. I just ate about a half ago. Uh, excuse me, half an hour ago. Um, he still has the itis. Yeah, you see, yeah, exactly. I still got the itis. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, I'm still feeling it right now. But um, this is a great cigar. Great cigar for after you have a nice hearty meal. So um, I'm going to sit back and enjoy this. And uh, what you got over there, Um I decided to go today with uh, Viva La Vida Torpedo. Six and a half by 54 Torpedo. Nice. Made by... AJ Fernandez for Tesano the Tobacco. Yes. Which is our guys, Billy and Gus. Billy, what's up? Gus. Uh, great cigar. Uh, perfect, uh, you know, the, the craftsmanship that went into it. Uh, you get into the blend, I believe it's like an Oscuro, a Habano Oscuro wrapper. Okay. And then you have a Nicaraguan binder, you know, and it's full strength. And, you know, it's perfect for an episode like today. So if you never tried this Viva La Vida, 
Make sure you get down to your local store, primarily Smoking Ashes, 200 Wall Waving Drive, Teaneck, New Jersey. And you can come and cop the Viva La Vida. And Conway, what are you smoking? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> so, yo, I have the Norteño by Drew Estate. And the funny thing is, like, I ain't coming over here. I knew I was going to choose that one to smoke today. And cut it, lit it up. And I, it's been a minute since I've had it. So I started taking a couple of pulls, and I was like, holy shit. You forget how good this I cigar is. I forgot how yeah. amazing this cigar is. To the point where I'm completely blacking out on what it's constructed of, what it's made of. <laughs> I, I, I looked it up. I made sure, I'm like, okay, I got it. Drew Estate, Norteño, Nicaraguan, and the binder, and the wrapper, and the, and yeah, complete blackout. Yeah, that's right. all right. Yeah, nah, <laughs> that's okay. But it's cool, because you know what? I can just say... It's an amazing stick to the point where one of my peoples I grew up with, he had made an order from us last week. And I, he's like, you know what? I trust your judgment. Send over just what your favorite sticks are or, or what, you know, you would think my, my palate is based on some other stuff you see me smoking that I post on IG. So I was like, all right, I got you. So I hit him with the, the Oscar. I hit him with a few different things. But one of them I hit him with was the Norteño that I'm smoking right now. He probably hit me yesterday morning talking about... Now, he's gone through at least... I, I sent him about a good eight, nine cigars. And he smoked about four or five of them before he got to the Norteño. And he hit me up. He just took a picture. It was just his hand with the cigar. And he's like, yo, best one you've sent me yet. Look at that. And I was like, yo, I was waiting for you to get to that one. I said, because you know how I am, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, when I get to a cigar that I like, you know I rock with that. Like, yes, like straight. it's a go-to. <laughs> yes. And you, yes. Can't, you can't, like, pull me away from it. So I was telling him, I'm like, yo, that right there, I was smoking that for, like, a month straight. You, you, were, could, you, you couldn't tell were. me We were like, come else. on, Conway, try something else. Yeah, was like, come no, on, no, no. We got a whole room give, full give that, of cigars. Give me that Nortenio, man. <laughs> no, no. Well, I need that, that, that Nortenio. Now, he's not a big cigar smoker, right? He just started. He just started. So, so if you if you just started, like that tobacco is just different. It gives you it, a whole, it gives you a whole different experience. And it's you also the I mean? construction too. The yeah. box press yeah, gets you. Definitely, yeah, definitely. You know, and the the gauge size with it being a box press, it's just a different cigar. It sits in it, your hand it, different. It, it, mm -hmm. it definitely is. It definitely is. And you know, I'm a box press type of dude. Yeah. But in addition to that, the flavor, like it's not overly sweet, but it still packs so much flavor in a in a box pressed um, 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 Maduro wrapper cigar and it's just, it's just so amazing and the, th the thing is you asked me is he a, a, a cigar head like for real and I said no not yet like he's becoming one mm -hmm. over here at Smoking Ashes it's like the 80s and we on the block creating fiends <laughs> like how many people have come through here Ask, and it's like they for a few cigars when exactly. they first walked in here. And then they we, we turn them into something different. Yeah, you man. know, completely different. You know what though? <clears throat> to touch on something that um a day had mentioned last week. Mm. That for our culture, this is a meditation or a relaxation that yes. wasn't really known yet exactly. to our people. Exactly. Yeah. So it's interesting to see them coming in with the want for a cigar in general. Regardless of it being a flavored cigar or yeah. you know uh you know whatever they but the interest level is there yeah definitely. and if you have noticed the guys that you have mm -hmm. sold some flavored cigars to mm -hmm. 
on the second or third go around because you know you give them some flexibility you yeah, know yeah. they come in the second time and it's like I'm not pressure no judgment like, no judgment what you anybody. like yeah, yeah no absolutely so we you know sell them you know the cigars they like and then say hey listen when you're ready for the transfer you know this is a great segue stick from you know being in between you know flavored cigars and you know Traditional, yeah, yeah cigars. traditional cigars. <clears throat> when they'll put you on your ass. And you, I don't know about you guys, and, and I guess you guys can speak for yourself, but I've seen a couple guys that I've, you know, sold them regular cigars for the first time, and yeah. then they have, end up enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah. they get hooked. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just now a new phase and a new chapter yeah. of their experience. But it's the natural progression. But here's what I love, though. It's the natural progression looking on the outside in, right? They don't view it as a natural progression. But what I what I love is they're trusting us. Correct. Because it's not like it's their second or third cigar. They've smoked cigars before, mm-hmm. but it's always been that flavored stuff. I was just about to say, and that. they don't like really yeah. stray away from that. And it's or like, also something that's like very cliche as yeah, well, like yeah. you know Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you were lucky to get a real Cuban from someone who just came from yeah. a trip, even though yeah. that hasn't happened in a long time. I get it. excited when when a customer says. No, g- give me one of your recommendations. I turn into a little kid. I'm like, yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> All right, true. stay right there. I'll it's be true. right back. I'm gonna you know? get, yeah, I'm gonna like, set you, you up. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I got that. you. I love that. It's true though, and it's it's uh, it's just great to see the progression. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. And speaking about great tasting stuff, so today's drink that we have today is Redemption Rye Bourbon. So, little thing about us as a as a trio, we. Started getting together, linking up, smoking cigars, drinking bourbon, but regular bourbon. So Maker's Mark, Bullet. And then after a while, we started getting to the point where we're like, you know what? This shit is too heavy for every day. And I mean, we need something that's a little bit smoother. And then we discovered rye bourbon. Now, just those who don't know, when you see bourbon, People think, oh, bourbon's bourbon. You know, like whether, it's, whether it says rye or not. No, big difference. A huge difference. A huge difference. Specifically, if you're into bullet. So, oh, my God. So you'll definitely tell bullet the difference. Bullet bourbon usually has the orange label. And then sometimes you'll see the bottle with the green label thinking to yourself, okay, like what's the difference? The green label is the rye bourbon. So I had a friend come over for a barbecue a couple summers ago. He's a scotch dude. Me and him drink scotch all the time. He's a big fan of Macallan 18, and, you know, that's cool. Uh, I rock with Macallan 18 sometimes, but he came over to the crib, and he's like, oh, you ain't got a scotch? And I said, nah. I said, well, I got, you know, some, some high-end shit, but we're not drinking that. Yeah. You know, today. That's, that's for special occasions. Yes. <laughs> your regular ass coming over yeah, here. It's cool saying, to see you, yeah, you know, yeah, but it's cool, not, yeah, but yeah. it ain't no specials. But, like, yeah. I see your ass, like, you know, once a week. So I hit him with the rye, the rye uh, bullet. So he sees that he sees the bottle and he's like, oh, I guess this is the, this is the closest thing that you have, you know, bourbon or whatever. So he takes a sip. And he's like, whoa, like, what is this? Wait, wait what, what is this? And it's like, a whole different experience when yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, yo, I expected a certain taste because bourbon I know is like heavy and, and, and strong, and I expected to kind of just hit me with the with the with the with the, with the body blow. And mm-hmm. I'm like, nah. I said, this doesn't hit you with the body blow. No. Caresses you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a lullaby. It, it hugs yeah. you. It hugs you in the middle of the ring. It doesn't hit you with the body blow. It just, it just, it just grabs you and holds you. Like, oh, I got so, you. Oh, so gently. Exactly, I got you. So it's, it's, it's mad smooth. So, Redemption Rye is what we, uh, what we're sipping on today, and it goes great with a cigar. So I, I definitely recommend it. So. 
speaking of spirits, our first topic for today. Top five spirits to go with a cigar. So, Leek, I'm going to throw it to you. What are your top five? All right, so I'm going to start from, uh, from the five. This one here I haven't had in a while, and you know what? I think we might have to have this uh, for the next episode. <laughs> the Diplomatico. Okay. Okay. I was about to put that, too, and I didn't make the top five. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll Go. never forget the first time I had that. We were at, um, at uh, in Yonkers. We were in Yonkers. Um, cigar Lab? Yeah, yeah. Why, why is it? Why? Oh, Central Lab? Central, Central, Central Cigars. cigars. Central Cigars. We over there. And uh, <laughs> a patron comes over, and he's like, hey, he, he tried. You got it. Like, he literally he went to his locker and pulled it out that, for us because yeah, we had yeah, just yeah. came in. And, you know, we, we were, you know, getting ready for an event. He's like, listen, you got to try this, man. I'm like, all right. The bottle was cool. Nice, nice design. Yeah, Everything yeah, was yeah, good about it. I'm like, okay, this looks, where is this from? I'm like, he said Venezuela. I'm like, yeah. wow. Venezuela. That threw the that, whole. That threw me off crazy. Yeah, I'm no, like. Because oh. I, I even took a step back like, Venezuela. Venezuela. I didn't know they making rum. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Dude, the first sip, I was like, I fell in love the first sip. I'm like, wow. What is this? And I didn't even smoke it. I didn't even put my cigar in my mouth. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Once you started smoking, oh, great parent. So that's my number five. Number four. This is uh, a limited edition, but um, it, it's out there. You can find it every, uh, you know, in some of your local stores. The Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby. Oh yeah, we've had that before. The Kentu- mm-hmm. Kentucky We've had that Derby a couple stuff. times. Yeah, yes. it's got the horses on the bottle yeah. and everything. It's mm-hmm. a green bottle. It's a dope looking bottle. Yeah, great looking bottle and really good. Really the downside good, uh, is though, I think it only comes out around yes, around does. that time. Yes, exactly. it does. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you guys know I'm a rum, so my number three, I'm a rum guy. The Florida Kanye 18 year. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. When we was down in Florida, that was my go-to every time. I had that Florida Kanye with my, you know, with my cigar. I love the Florida Kanye again. That's every once in a while. You can't have that too. You know, I don't, I don't drink it too often. But definitely, uh, you know, when I'm feel, when I'm in the mood for some rum. Number two is the Balvini Caribbean Cast. Okay. I wanted it was gonna be my number one because I, I I love that. But you know, definitely, it's a great. It's a great, 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 great brand. Um, and number one. Basil Hayden. Wow. Mm, okay. Okay. I know you're shocked about that, right? Yeah, actually. You, um, and I'll tell, yeah. you, I'll tell you exactly why it's my number one. Because, you you know, know, as, as you know, like Conway's just saying, a lot of bourbons can be very heavy. And, again, sometimes I'm – usually when I'm smoking a cigar, I don't want something that's too heavy because I feel like it's going to overpower, you the know, taste, the, 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 taste, the flavor of the cigar. Yeah, yeah. But Basil Hayden in particular is like a very light bourbon. It's actually uh, Jim Beam's no, lightest, lightest uh, version, of, you know, they're different lines that they have. But um, you, I, I, you can't go wrong with that, man. The Basil Hayden is definitely, it's actually in my house right now. I got a bottle just sitting there. I haven't opened it yet. But I'm going to wait for a nice special occasion. I'm, I'm going to pop that. So two things. Number one, you just put me on to something. I didn't even know Jim Beam, right? Jim Beam yes. made Basil Hayden. Because when I think Jim Beam, I'm sorry, I just think you, shitty whiskey. You think of shitty Jim Beam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think yeah. it's like one of their little uh, side small. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a subsidiary yeah, higher end. Yep, okay. Jim Beam. So, and number two, I just sat here and told the people, you don't really do bourbons as much anymore. We we, we the more rock rock with the rise, and you just labeled five drinks. None of them was rye. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Again, I'm not the big bourbon no, guy. I'm not a big bourbon guy. No, but like, but you had bourbon up in there. Yeah, yeah. you know what though, bro? Yeah. I didn't either. <laughs> See? So here we go. Let's I'm go, actually Let's looking go. over right now, and I'm sitting here saying, damn, I didn't even get a rye on mine. Go ahead. Let's so, go, Rye. I won't elaborate too much yeah, you know, and get deep, but all right, I'm going to do it in the same sequence. I'm going to start mine going from five down to one. And my first one is, this one is, because like, 
I don't know if you guys remember episode one. I ended up going off on a tangent where we were only supposed to pick one destination. Then I said, yeah, you yeah. have a ratchet side, then you have, you know. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. so I included ratchet moment alcohols in this moment, you know, in this list. So you find out you got Henny Black on the list. I don't have, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know what? That one slipped my, my mind a little bit this morning. No, but I do have is Booker's. Mm. That's Booker's bourbon. That's the ratchet you're saying, right? Yes. That'll put you on your ass. Oh, my look. Do you guys remember when I pulled yes. that out in my barbecue yeah, that barbecue. time? Yes, I, don't, I do. Yes, I do. There yeah. were some bodies that night. Yeah, there's definitely some bodies. Yeah. So yeah. Booker's bourbon is an overproof bourbon that, I mean, just like I said, for the right moment, and it has to be the right moment. You know, and make sure you have a designated driver. Yeah, don't yeah. keep going anywhere after that. You definitely will feel this one when you drink it, but Booker's was my number five. My number four, Havana Club 7. I was going to put that, but uh, I had a feeling the you were going to do that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Cuban no. one. Yeah, the Cuban yeah. version. Yes. I mean, uh, I'm spoiled by that rum. Yeah. I can drink. I'm sorry to say this live. Go ahead. Sound like an alcoholic. Go ahead. I can definitely polish the bottle off. Yeah. No pun intended. I've seen but, you too. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, you know, that bottle would definitely just, I, I can I can definitely throw that one right in the trash. But that, but that speaks to how smooth it is. It is. It's not necessary to the level of your alcohol. Level. No. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. And I, you see, there's always a brighter day right there. But it's more. Thank you, Conway. Yeah. You make me feel better about myself. <laughs> anytime, anytime, anytime. You know I got you, son. But definitely, the Havana Club Seven. If you haven't had that, guys, or who, uh, people who normally travel a lot, especially to the Caribbean, you definitely see that in most resorts. Yes. And even in Mexico, you can find it. So yeah. it's a great sip and rum, and went very well. You know, I tried to bring back as many bottles as ever I could before, and you know, uh, we we enjoyed them. So now my number three is a little where I went left. This is the Dalmore Cigar Malt. I don't know. I've had that once. Dalmore had is it an one amazing Dalmore's bourbon. Amazing. So I've seen it. It always it makes top, top 10. It always yeah. makes top so 10. So I've had two of them. I've had a 12-year, and then right. I've had the Cigar Malt. The Cigar Malt literally was made to pair with cigars. Oh, really? Gotcha. I mean, it's just an amazing experience. I'm going to write that down right Yeah, now. no. It's, a do it's got a crazy bottle, too. It's got like a, a deer okay. with like... Cot, like yeah, uh, seen chrome yeah, antlers yeah, seen and yeah, it wraps yeah. the bottle it's yeah. really oh, nice bottle okay. I've yes. seen that. Yep. and it's it's moderately priced it's so, up there so but. so but here's the thing though those are one of those drinks because you're right i remember like advertising pricing and all that those are one of those drinks where i was like you know what it seems like a lot of marketing to convince you it's a, a higher end drink than what it really is and they're just trying to like no, they're worth dress it, it up nice because yeah, it's like okay yeah you know no it, it's it, on point yeah it's on point okay it definitely is on point and worth it we'll pop one of those bottles soon come okay uh that was my number three my number two only had this one once and it's the balvini 17 year mm -hmm. the more aged the Balvinis, mm. I just don't know what it is. It's mm. like magic. You know, there's like a 30 year or something like that. Really? Yeah, it's about $10,000 like, a bottle. Yeah, that's, it's up there. <laughs> yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they have like a 21 year one. I think that one's like almost two grand. Mm -hmm. So there's certain, but I mean, every time they age up, it's just an amazing fucking, amazing bourbon. And surprisingly, my number one, also I've only had this once. That's why I remembered it. That's why I made the top five. Mm -hmm. The Zafra 30 year rum. That I've never even heard of. Okay. Me, me neither. Zafra, thirty-year rum. I cannot tell you. I mean, the experience. Z a f r a. Yes. Okay. Where'd you have it? I had it in Mexico. Oh, that's and okay. it ties into something that we'll end up talking about later. But it was the setting and everything. Yeah. But um, this rum, I. 
it almost like caramelized and just melt. Oh. How, how did like so? Who put you on no, to it? Even to select that. I'm drooling. Right so now. I noticed that the arrangement, like how they had everything arranged in yeah. the bar, I could tell how they this how they decided. You know what was their high end from there. Gotcha. And the beautiful part about this bar was that again it was one of these all inclusive things. So you know it was uh, you know they just still like to distinguish the value bottles. Of course, and stuff. of course. So I, I had noticed this one bottle, beautiful bottle. Mm. And I could just see the the script right across, you know, and I saw 30 year and I saw it's way up on the shelf. So I'm like, can I get some of that? So it's not a normal shot glass he comes out with. It's something that's actually looks a little smaller. Because mm. it's a 30 year. Yeah. And they're like, yo, you know how much this little bit I'm giving <laughs> exactly. you is right here? So I, I, <laughs> You're coming I, up right now. I think now, the son. bottle isn't that bad either. I think I, I think it's somewhere like along the lines of like 185. It's like Johnny okay. Walker. Okay. Blue. Okay. It's like Johnny Walker blue status. Okay. But for but, a 30 year, that's that's yeah. because McAllen 18 is like $200. Yeah. So the fact that it's a 30 year. Yeah. It's rum like though. A, that's why they value yeah, them a little differently. True, true. But again, amazing, amazing rum to try. Yeah. You know, and I was all obviously smoking a cigar and that's what made it like the... It just accentuated the whole experience. So, those are my top five. So, Conway, last but not least, brother. So, you can tell we got a bunch of Caribbean motherfuckers on this thing because <laughs> there's like so many rums. So many rums. Love my rum. So, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball for number five. So, we were, we were in Pennsylvania at a spot called The Leaf. Mm-hmm. Remember we went to that yes. cigar lounge? Yeah, my birthday. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Exactly. And I had something there. That was a good time. So now I know we said top five spirits to go with a cigar, but this shit was so slamming to go with a cigar. I put it in anyway, even though it's not technically a spirit. The Robert Mondavi Private Selection Bourbon Barrel Cabernet. Oh yeah. Okay. That shit. I remember. Oh, I mean, I've, I've had dinner. That. We had it for dinner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. No. It was no. Lunch. No. We were, it was lunch. lunch. We had okay, lunch. lunch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah. were eating. Okay. That shit was yeah. slamming. So, I mean, to yeah, the point that's where, a good one. you know, I, I catalog anytime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. After you get fucked up, you're like, yo, what was that I drank again? I don't remember. <laughs> so, I catalog everything. The second I take a sip, and I'm like, oh, this shit is popping. Yeah. Take a, take a picture of it and catalog it in my, in my phone. So, yeah. It, and it went so perfectly because it's wine that's aged in bourbon a, barrels. In bourbon barrels. Yes, it yes. still it takes the characteristics of the bourbon, even though technically Hell speaking, yeah. it's not bourbon. Gotcha. But it goes so well. The cab is a you know it's a dark it's the heaviest heavy. Yeah, it's up there. After, right wine. before yeah, right where, where Merlot is. But exactly. it's also a moderately priced bottle too. Yeah. Like yeah, you guys can, crazy. I, think, I think it's like twenty between twenty and twenty four dollars depending yeah. where you go. Yeah, it's not too crazy. Not too crazy. It's worth it though and trust me, you if you body that bottle by yourself, go. You go. <laughs> You're going to feel that one. There's going to be one of them stew your rent's due, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. You're going to feel that in the morning, definitely, definitely. All right, so so that's number five. So number four, considering I got to stay consistent because I sat here and t- told the people about the rye that we drink, James E. Pepper 1776 rye, 100 proof. Ooh, you, you going with the strong stuff. Okay. So... I got story with that too. When you, know you want to like, he said that. And yeah, I yeah. Felt yeah my, my stomach started hurting a little bit. And you saw that camera shot, and I'm here going, yeah. Okay. Now, Please continue. Yeah. You pull this out when it's like, okay, we're going in tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not on some. Hey, let's just keep it. You know, keep it light or whatever. No, no, no. no. It's like, like when some shit's probably bad too. Yeah, you had a yeah. Trying, rough trying to bury your night. Yeah, yeah you had a rough week. week. Yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, you're just like, you know what? Fucked up day Kind of need to forget it Want to press the restart button 
James E. Pepper will get you there. James E. Pepper is the reset button. Okay. That 100 proof will put you on your ass. Now, you might regret it in the morning, depending on how much of a lightweight you are. Yeah. But that James E. Pepper, 1776, 100 proof. Check it out in your stores because it'll get you. It'll definitely get you. So, that's number four. Number three, going back to us being hot Caribbean people. And I'm a particularly, you know, biased. Biased about yeah, what I know I'm about where to say. I know, I know where you're going. So it's a Bayesian rum. Of course. Because shout out Barbados. Mount Gay Black Barrel Rum. Okay. So, I grew up on that. Now, okay, exactly. Yeah, it's it was a mainstay in my house too, surprisingly, man. We had like every rum got that's, so that's another episode. Sadly, yeah, exactly. that feeling, I didn't even oh, know God. about the black barrel joint until later in life. So everybody knows well, I shouldn't say everybody. If if you dabble in the the the, the spirits, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the spirits uh on a regular basis. You're gonna know Mount Gay rum, so it's it's Barbados's probably most popular rum. So there's the Mount Gay Gold, which is the yellow bottle or the bottle with the yellow label, I should say, and then there's the Mount Gay Silver, which is the white rum with the white label. So I used to live in uh, I used to live in Riverdale back in like 2005, 2008, around there, and there was this liquor store. So that's a part of the Bronx, if everybody doesn't know. Yes, yes. It was, well, yeah, technically. In the, in the very most technical sense, it is. Yeah, but it but really people is. from there don't claim the they Bronx. Claim, and and Bronx people, we don't claim fucking Riverdale. So no. anyway, so I go to the, I go to the store. It's the closest one to, to the crib that I was staying at at the time. It was so brutal. <laughs> it's real talk, though. No, it is. No, no. Wait, wait. wait. Let, let, no, let's, let's talk about it. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. People from Riverdale oh. will specifically say... I'm from Riverdale. Yes. No, they, they don't, don't say, say I'm, I'm from, from the, Bronx. the Bronx. Yeah, they don't say I'm from the Bronx. It's true. And the reason for that, let's just be, just keep it all the way funky. Where'd because you when you when you say the Bronx, what do you think? You think black, Puerto Rican, Dominican, like buildings, bodegas, exactly. the bodega cat. <laughs> <laughs> so they want to differentiate themselves. So if they want to differentiate themselves, fuck them. Let them differentiate. Yeah, themselves. I get it. We ain't the Bronx. All right, so going to the store. I'm looking, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I want to get like a rum or whatever, and I always try to support the, you know, my people, try to get some Bayesian rum, and they had this black barrel rum, and I was like, yo, what's that? He was like, oh, it's the you know, Mount Gay, it's like their you know, more upscale rum, and I was like, yo, let me try that, yo, smooth as Luther Vandross in a silk robe. Oh shit! You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, smooth. So smooth. What is there um something behind like it called black barrel? Is it so, so yeah? So I actually think it's charred barrels ah, that they like let, let it sit in gotcha. for like longer that period. That gives it a different yeah, flavor. Exactly. Right there. Just pitching exactly. that with a with a good cigar. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that's a perfect one. I actually yeah. got to try that. I'm yeah. writing it down yeah, right yeah, now. Actually. Definitely got to try it. Definitely got to try it. So, in the interest of time, number two, Glenfiddich twelve year Scotch, yeah. which was my favorite scotch for like three or four years mm -hmm. and it just it's velvety smooth it goes great with a cigar and that leads me to my number one now the number one funny enough i only got put onto it because i was at the cigar inn okay cigar lounge we usually 
Hot. You went to back in the day. The original cigar. Yes, in. exactly. On Second Ave between 53rd and 54th. It doesn't exist anymore. It's been taken yeah. over corporate, but you know that's another story for another day. So going to so I I, I just left the uh, cigar in. I had gone to uh, this neighboring bars, like maybe like a half a block down the road. Uh-huh. Still on Second Ave, and I was with some of my peoples, and I go to the bartender. And he's like, hey, man, what do, you, what do you want to drink? And I was like, oh, let me get Glenn Fittick 12-year neat. And he was like, oh, okay. He's like, you like that scotch? I said, yo, it's my favorite scotch. And he was like, all right, peep this. I will give you your Glenn Fittick for free if I give you this other scotch and you still want your Glenn Fittick. Mm. And I was like... Wow, yeah, yeah, like, I'll take like, the bet. Yeah, hell yeah, like let's and go. And I'll give you an honest run. Yeah, I'm like, let's yeah, go. Yeah, I'll give you an honest run if it's so, good. Okay. So he doesn't show me the bottle. He just pours like a little bit in a glass, right? Doesn't give me like a whole like. Yeah, it gives you a taste. Glass. Took a sip, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" And he was like, "That sir is Balvini Doublewood Twelve Year." Yeah. And I said. Glenn Fittick. Yeah. It's been a nice run. <laughs> <laughs> it's time now to... And it's time to graduate yeah. to Balvini 12-year Doublewood Scotch. There's now, and did you did you bring that to my house one time for barbecue? A few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah and, and turned everybody out. Yes, All, yeah, no, they every like, time. Because everybody... Because yeah. when you taste it the first time, if, especially if you're not used to Scotch, yeah, people exactly. are like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm not a is, big Scotch guy, but that, that was... I yeah, remember, I and, and that's the thing. You don't have to be a Scotch person to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's such the... Perfect Scotch. Yeah, 12 year double wood. Hot. Right on point. But with that being said, it's time to take our first studio break. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Cigar fam, so we're back from studio break, about to jump into topic number two, your top five favorite cigars of all time. So I'm going to throw it to my man, Lee. Let us know. All right, so number five. This is probably one of my favorite blenders. When he came over to Drew Estate, he changed the whole company, in my opinion. The Herrera Esteli. I think this is an any, any time of the day smoke. Okay. Morning, lunch, dinner, whatever it is, you can't go wrong with this cigar. Willie Herrera is definitely one of my top. Again, like I said, one of my top uh, blenders. Um, it gives you he gives you that Cubanesque, at least in this in this cigar, he gives you that Cubanesque, you know, uh, you know, flavor and just experience. Um, it's very creamy, sweet. His cigars are always very well balanced, and um, like I said, any time of the day you can't go wrong with that. So my f- number five, the Herrera Esteli. Number four, this is something near and dear to my heart. Wait, wait. 
Before you get to number four, yes. the Herrera Esteli. Mm-hmm. Isn't there two versions of that? Yes, there's a Maduro and then there's just a natural. So you gotta let the people know so which one. Either oh. one. You can't go wrong But they are two different experiences. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I was about because to say. that Brazilian the, the, the natural. I'm talking about specifically the natural. That's the any, okay. any, any okay. time of the day. Obviously the Brazilian you're gonna get a you know a different experience. Definitely a, yeah. a lot more uh, a lot more body and strength to that. Um, the number four, Giacomo cigars. <sighs> This is near and dear to our hearts. As you know, uh, well, if some people know, we uh, actually used to be reps for Giacomo Cigars. It's a very small, uh, it's a boutique, small batch cigar company based out of Tampa, Florida. Uh, we used to rep the company here in the Northeast. And to this day, I mean, it's still one of the best cigars I've ever had in yeah, my life. <laughs> you know, regardless for what things were, the cigar is, shouldn't be held liable for any of the emotions attached to that. The cigar, the cigar though, was a phenomenal cigar. Five country blend. How many? There's not too many five country blend cigars out there. No. He put a lot of, you know, he put years of, uh, you know, just putting the cigar together with uh, John Oliva, one of the top, uh, you know, one of the top manufacturers of uh, tobacco. Um, specifically the 102M Conway, I know this, that's near and dear to your heart. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, it's Ecuadorian Sumatra Maduro wrapper. The binder is a Connecticut broadleaf. Connecticut broadleaf. When you do, when you put the Connecticut broadleaf in a binder, you know you're gonna have a great cigar. Yeah. And then the fillers you have the Nicaragua, um, Dominican Republic, and Honduras. Honduran, yeah. Great cigar. Um, probably can't find it too much now. If you're down in the Tampa Tampa area, definitely go check it out. Uh, number three, the Padron 1926. Yo, you know what? I'm not even going to just talk anymore for my five. <laughs> I'm just going to read the ones I don't have. <laughs> oh, man, you can't go wrong with that, man. Bold flavors. Great for after a meal because, you know, it's a little hearty. You can get a little hearty uh, experience with that. But the Padron, obviously, you know, they've been doing it for years. Great, great company. You can't great go cigar. wrong. You can't go wrong you just with any can. Padron, to be honest. But the 1926 in particular. Uh, number two, this was a, a hard, I had to think a few times about this, if this was going to be my number one, but uh, I forgot about an experience, but I'll get to the number one. Number two is the Liga 9, Drew Estate Liga 9. Now, there's a lot of uh, talk out there that the Liga 9 is not how it used to be, but even the ones now, it's, it's still just a freaking great cigar, man. great cigar, you know. Um, Roasted nuts, the creamy flavor. Like I'm, I never forget the first time I had. It. I was down in DC, and we were in the lounge, and we, it was getting late. I was going to see my sister, and we were leaving. And I'm like, I'm not putting the cigar down. <laughs> so I had a rental car. I said, let them charge me. I'm smoking this while I'm driving. And I never put that thing out. I smoked it down to the nub. Like I was burning my fingers. That's how great it was. So uh, again, Drew Estate, one of my favorite companies, but the League of Nine, and the number one. I've only had it once, and to this day, I'll never forget the experience. Um, my son's godmother was going to Cuba. She knows nothing about cigars, but she knew I smoked cigars. So she's like, hey, Malik, I'm going to Cuba. Uh, I know you like cigars. You want me to bring you back anything? I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I knew she didn't know cigars. I'm like, bring whatever. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. She comes back, and she brings me the Cohiba Bihiki 52. This is a, ver- a rare cigar. Yeah, it is. Man, I still remember the whole, I was in my backyard, it was a beautiful day out, and I just sat there, I don't remember what I was drinking, and I just smoked that. When I say it was so smooth, to the point where I almost started inhaling the cigar, that's how great it was. Wow. Mm. That's how great it was. Smooth, all types of flavor. You know, I I love the creamy, you know, coffee type, you know, flavors. Yes. Oh, great. It actually got, um, 
ranked number one cigar, I think it's in Cigar Fishing Out in 2010. But to this day, they're very hard to get. They don't make a lot of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you, you got to find it, obviously. Um, you know. So real, real quick, for people that don't smoke cigars, when he says, I almost inhaled it, people are thinking to themselves, well, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do with a cigar. No, that's not what you do with a cigar. cigar. Actually, not definitely don't do that, or else not you will that. be on the floor throwing up ass. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, man. Cohiba Behiki, I'll never forget So for anybody to make him do that, yeah. Anybody who has some, uh, you know, I'm willing to, uh, you know, pay top price if you got it, you know. Uh, well, smoke, smoke bargain ashes. top price. Smoking ashes, you know, you come over here and drop it off to me. <laughs> what about it's you, Rob? No solicitation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, my top five has a couple of the same ones that you had mentioned. Um, uh, but my number five cigar. Uh, I only had this for a little while. I've spoken about this cigar with you guys before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a short run made by AJ Fernandez. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. The Maimbe. The Maimbe. That cigar was fantastic. I mean, um, the 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 flavor description for it would have to be like, if you were gonna smoke a well, actually, if you were gonna smoke a cigar with dessert, that would be the cigar. Gotcha. Okay, and I mean like, you know, an experience. You know when you go out to a five-course meal, seven-course meal, whatever, nowadays some of these places are 14. Because, you know, the plates are like the size of Tic Tacs. Yeah, exactly. You know? so, exactly. But, you know, if you had an opportunity to try this cigar with a dessert, it has like a hint of cinnamon on it, but it's mm. not flavored. It is not flavored. It's not infused. It's, it's, it's cinnamon un- notes. Yeah, yeah, notes, exactly. Okay, it's cinnamon the notes. And yeah. the, the construction of the cigar, everything about it was dope. Uh, my number four was the Padron 26. Um, again, when I first started smoking cigars, um, as I grew from acids back in like <laughs> 06, <laughs> you know, you start smoking other cigars, you know, when you, you start going to lounges, you start noticing like the ones, you only notice the price in the beginning. So can you, can you just pause real quick? Here's how crazy it sounded what you just said about acids because we've been in the cigar game now for a few years Mm -hmm. and it's tough to remember that people don't start out as cigar aficionados everybody starts from somewhere unless you grew up on a farm yeah exactly like or a fucking like an actual like you grew up in Nicaragua that's what I meant like on a tobacco farm unless it's like part of your family lineage and what you guys do Mm -hmm. so when you just said back when I was smoking acids my first reaction was Motherfucker, when were you smoking acid? <laughs> that's why I threw the date. The year, I'm sorry. I said 06. Like, and that's why I said 06. You know, it just gives you a timeline. Exactly, exactly. But I was like, damn. But you know what, though? Like, at the end of the day, when I think back about just how we've evolved drinking, yeah. right? And I used to drink Cisco. Or, so did I. Or Mad, Mad Dog, Dog 2020. 2020. Exactly. Brass Monkey. I exactly. mean, we can keep going to all the... 99 Bananas. Nine, like, oh, like, <laughs> All that nasty shit. But... It all starts from someplace. You right? have to. Like, you, you, have don't, to. you don't start at the top of the mountain. No. You start at the base. And that's what that's what the appreciation level comes in when you do have something of quality. Exactly. Because you've grown throughout the ranks throughout the years. But damn, I just start thinking like, oh, drinking and smoking for a little while. <laughs> damn. But no, you're 100% right. And um, just, you know, think about it. When you're trying to grow, when you're smoking... And you're in these lounges a little bit more frequent. You're getting into it. Like, you, you don't know a lot about it until you start diving in. Yeah, yeah. And what you do notice in the beginning is usually price when you walk in. You go, okay, well, you know, these cigars are this price. I wonder why that one is that price. You start trying to figure out, is it like alcohol? 
mm-hmm. and at the same time it really is so you would notice the padrones up top you know and the shelves you know and the price point and it's like you know what i'm gonna try that cigar one day when i want to celebrate something exactly and the first time i tried it was in um when did i try that one you know what my memory slips me i don't even remember when i did what i do remember though is that that day mm-hmm. when i First time I had a box press because yeah. you know mm. the, the you know the construction of it, yeah. the burn profile, the flavor profile, and it, you knew you were smoking something of quality. Yeah. So the Padron was a definite. Uh, my number three was Giacomo's. Okay. Uh, I, I couldn't not. I mean, the blend was too good yeah. to be biased. Yeah. Again, we try not to be biased here for any reason. I and mean, They give you the truth whether it's something I like or not. Yeah. Uh, and my favorite one was the 102 M, but mm-hmm. that damn. Maduro Churchill was something special. <laughs> yeah. um, my number two was not a known brand. It's not something that's even I should even talk about. But I had a friend give us because we all had one. Uh, the shaggy Robaina Cuban torpedo that was like seven inches by oh, fifty six. Yes, yes, yes. First time I had a Cuban. Our boy who took care of us with the the plaque on the wall and yes yes wow yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, that, didn't, I didn't smoke that yet okay maybe that's okay my conway did though yes i did yeah, and that was one of those yeah. like i said the experience yeah. for it and i knew it was tradition it's a traditional cuban yeah, and for the size and and the the construction of it for the smoothness of that cigar the story behind that cigar man it's is, deep it's, it's deep it's, it's a deep one deep. for yeah. another episode yes. but i had to put that on my list because it was just too good to pass up okay. and for me my number one my number one has to be the LFD Andalusian Bull. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was coming. <laughs> okay. Which to this day, I still don't think I've experienced. I had, I I had, had it. it Malik had, had one afterwards, and I was selling the shit out of that cigar yeah. to him. So I did it on purpose because I wanted to upsell it because he's going to be like, yo, this dude talking all this crap about yeah, this thing. I want to see what this thing's I really was, about. I wasn't disappointed at all. Wasn't he wasn't ready. Yeah, I wasn't ready. <laughs> So that, that that would be my number one. <laughs> That'd be my number one, man. So, uh, I mean, after hearing Malik's top five yeah. and my top five, I'm very curious to know. Yes, Conway, Mister, I'm only gonna smoke what I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, please so, tell us. So just to, to to comment on what Malik just said, like, so if you have somebody comes through with a bottle or something, and you're like, oh, I've never had that before. Let me try that. Let me get a little sip. Get a little sip, and you don't like it. You're like, eh, you know. I'll pass. <laughs> exactly. A cigar. Once you've purchased that cigar, you can't, you own can't it. take it it's back. It's a wrap. You can't take it yeah, back. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You own it. You and own it. You know about my paper. So it's like, I'm not just going <laughs> to no, give get my it. paper to like anybody. Just, oh, let me get that cigar, try it out or whatever. And it's like some garbage. Mm-hmm. So anyway. So at least you know the perspective where he comes from with his selections too. So, yeah. you know, it's... There's, there's, a, a, lot there's of, a lot of people like that. There's no, they are. There's a lot they of people are. Like that. They it's definitely not the wrong, are. It's not the wrong thing. No, 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 no. I never said that there was, but I mean, it just given a backdrop onto the understanding on, mm-hmm. you know, where he's coming from with it, because it's also, you know, he's being fiscal as well as exactly. you know, fiscal <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> and on top of that, it's all about the experience. Mm-hmm. And I want to have an amazing experience anytime I, I, I have a cigar. So please so, dabble. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested. So I want to just off top. Three of them are going to be, well, actually, yeah, are ones that you guys mentioned already to a certain extent. Okay. I'll explain in a hot second. But number five is going to throw you for a loop. So, Ryan, you put me onto this. We were at JR's on Route 17 in Paramus. The archetype. Mm. 
So it was a daytime smoke, which was the perfect time. We had an early meeting that day. Yeah, yeah. early meeting. It was like 11.30. Yeah, it was early. So you want to talk about a cigar that goes perfect with your morning coffee? If you're one of those people that, you know, you have the luxury of, you know, having like a nice little smoke break in the morning, depending on like what your, your occupation is or if you're an entrepreneur and you have your own business and you can kind of start the day when you want to. And you can... You know, if you have the luxury of like sitting out on the balcony or your front yard or your backyard and you got your little morning coffee with your paper or whatever, you want to enjoy a nice cigar to go great with coffee. The archetype by Ventura, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. is so perfect because it has a creaminess to it, but it's not overstated, but it's perfectly complementary with your coffee. And when you have this cigar, now keep in mind, it's good with or without coffee, but when you have it, your automatic thought is gonna be, well, I should have had like a cappuccino or some coffee with this. Because of the cream no- notes exactly. and that thing. Exactly. And they're very subtle, but you only feel it really if you do have the coffee. I agree with you with that one. Yeah. So, and, and that is available here at Smoking Ashes. Is that is correct. Hottest cigar lounge in the Northeast. All right, so, number- Shameless plug. Four. So I know I'm smoking the Norteño today, but, the Norteño Edición Limitada. That's a rare one by to get. Drew Estate. Oh, yes, that's a tough one to get. So I've only had it one time, but once again, added it to my catalog. Okay. I had it over at Sanji's uh, place. He had it. And I, you know, obviously I'm a fan of the Norteño, but I see the Norteño and the label looks a little different. I'm like, wait a minute. I know that what the Norteño label looks like. It's got a, like a little bit of a green background it says Norteño there's like a bird or something like that well, but what is that extra that extra little part of the label <laughs> I'm like what yeah, is that let me see let me, uh, I said okay you know what it can't be worse right correct because like it looks like it's something uh, a special version of the Norteño a cigar that I fucking love anyway yo can't go wrong flavorful smooth just perfect real perfect. quick real quick just yeah. for any um I want to say beginner smokers, but anyone who hasn't really, you know, really entrenched themselves in the cigar lifestyle, what he just spoke about is something I would definitely recommend you do. When you have a cigar and you enjoy it, take a picture of it. Yes. Catalog it. Catalog because yeah, you will forget it. You, you'll forget it. There's been plenty of times where I went somewhere and I was like, damn, what is that cigar I had? Catalog it, put it in your, you know, your little gallery, you know, and make it cigars. That's what I started. Make a little folder. Make a folder. I used to keep the labels, but then you run out of space. You, you run out of space, or you start things. losing yeah, them. You, you know, do. but um, that's definitely a good idea. So just for anybody, anybody who's just really Yo, trying to get nothing, into the cigar, cigar world, definitely Lee, do that. Not for nothing, you sounded dated with that. That sounds like something that older people like. I'm gonna keep my receipts. That's what I used to do. I definitely used to do that. <laughs> Think about it though. Yeah, Everyone's like, talk. "Why would I keep it? I'll just take a picture." Yeah, yeah. real talk. Technology. Real talk. Yeah. No, but that is a great cigar. Don't great cigar. So, number three, Leak stole my thunder. The Liga provider number nine. Yeah, I know you guys are big on that one. And that's your brother's favorite cigar. Yes, he loves that. Like, he, loves he loves that. Yeah. And and truth be told, it was my number one up until I smoked. So, I smoked. A, I was. I got spoiled. Mm-hmm. I was, I had the benefit of smoking some amazing cigars early in my cigar smoking mm. career, I guess you can say. Good for you. So Liga provided smoke some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Liga provided number nine. I was like, yo, this shit is this is the best cigar I've ever smoked in my life, mm-hmm. and it was that's up until I, that that's point. That's how I felt the first time. Up until that point, yeah. Until I had the Padron 1964 anniversary. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you was a 26 guy. No, okay, 64. Okay. So. 
when I had the 64. What, what size? Um, was it a Toro? It was a Toro. Okay, because yeah. that one is serious. Yeah, the yeah. Toro. Yeah. And I had it with some Balvini. Mm. And sad. when you so, you know how we just take the peanut butter and jelly sandwich for granted. Yeah. But peanut butter was invented separate and apart from jelly. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with each other, and it's separate and apart from bread. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that when you put the three together, bread, peanut butter, and jelly, it's the perfect combination. <laughs> as if yeah. they invented it to go together. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be together from the beginning. The 1964 anniversary series with some Balvini That's a great is peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. And that leads me to the number one. You both mentioned it. You know I went like batshit crazy when I had this the first time. The Giacomo 102M <laughs> yeah. is the Rolls-Royce Phantom of cigars. And I know it's not something that's just readily available in stores or whatever because it's like guy down in Florida has them and he yeah. didn't really you know venture out in, as, far, as far as sales you know across the the, the, the the northern part of the United States or even the western or, 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 or midwestern part so if you find one you are so lucky because you're in for an experience but it's an amazing amazing cigar so that leads us to our next topic so obviously the theme top five that are alive so we're gonna go for top five scary movies of all time so and this doesn't mean when you was a kid because i'm gonna keep it extra funky (laughs) this has been some movies i've been a grown-ass man and left the theater like yo i'm gonna sleep with the lights on today this was a tough one honestly it was i'm not gonna lie to you this was tough because for us I don't mean to, you know, show our age, but I had to span across some decades. Oh, no. no I do. I do. Most of mine was like 70s and 80s. Because that was your in- inception period yeah. for learning about horror flicks. Yeah. Yeah. And the ones in the 80s, they were just gruesome. Yeah. Mine are all within a four-year span. It's crazy. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Lee, okay. Lee kick, kick it off. Yeah, right. I was just about to say. So, number five is kind of cliche. Obviously, if you're an 80s baby, Freddy Krueger. Nightmare on Elm Street was which, definitely which part? Part one. Part one. Okay. Part okay. one. Yeah. I never. You know, that yeah. was just. Crazy. Are you going from five down to one? Yeah, yeah. I'm going okay. five to one. So five. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. That was just like nothing. Like you've never seen that before. Even my, my parents too. were like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, crap? yeah. That was on my list. So number five. Number four. Yeah, I'm gonna mess y'all up with this one. Number four. Uh oh. Let me see if y'all seen this movie. The Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yo, are you kidding us? Of course, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Yo, the Killer that Clowns. That movie scarred me as a kid. If man. you have not seen The Killer Clowns from Outer Space, as, oh, actually, they're showing it on Netflix. Man. It's on oh, Netflix. It is, yes. You can is. look that really? movie up. Yes, okay. it's on Netflix. I'm going to watch it, I'm gonna watch yeah. it this week. Don't watch it tonight, though. <laughs> <laughs> watch that shit when the sun is up. Start getting flashback. Mommy! Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, That, that was, movie that. was creepy. The 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 the, the costumes. The, the, the heads, the big-ass heads. And then yeah, the, it was the, little, the little cars. The little, that it was just weird. Oh my god Alright but uh, Number three This is a classic Poltergeist 1982 Okay mm, Yeah That's on my list too Poltergeist Yeah Oh my god You looking at You look. You never looked at a TV differently After you saw that movie As a kid That was yeah. definitely yeah. Oh Pollyann 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 Can you hear me Yo That Pollyann. was the creepiest shit Yo on the low You know what was mad creepy 
that little woman. The who woman. Was a yeah, yeah. She was mad creepy for Dude. some reason. She wasn't even supposed to be scary. She was making it worse. Yeah. She was supposed to be there to help, and she was making it worse. Whoever casted that, yeah. bro, yeah. they they nailed it with her. Yeah. She was Brilliant. creepy. As she shit. was the good guy, and she was creepy as fuck. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm like, yo, why is she scarier than everything else in the movie? <laughs> oh my lord, that was the. You know what's funny? You never could imagine one of the scariest images would be that of a blonde-haired little girl in front of a TV. Yeah, yeah. man. And a little old white lady. And that white oh, <laughs> just, just disappears. With a southern oh. accent. <laughs> Carolyn. Carolyn. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, so number two. This almost was number one because I'm a, I'm a pet lover. I love just pets and specifically dogs. I know dogs. Cujo, 1980. Actually, you oh. took me for a loop because I yeah, thought you was going another pet cemetery. Pet cemetery. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cujo. So Cujo, listen, if you ever see Cujo, Cujo, oh my, wasn't God. he a Rottweiler or something? No, he was a um, uh, shoot, ah oh, man, damn, I can't remember. I, I see him, I just can't remember. I the swore name it was a Rottweiler. No, it wasn't a Rottweiler. He was a. Uh, it wasn't a Doberman. From like the Netherlands, one of those big ass fluffy Like a dogs. Mastiff? Yeah, it was like a big Mastiff. Okay. They made a- another dog movie not yes. too far afterwards that had a Rottweiler though. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, he wasn't a Rottweiler. Cujo, oh my God. Anytime I seen any dog that was just, wasn't normal size, I just called it Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> that was my nickname, but Cujo. And number one, listen, don't laugh at me. No, no, go ahead. I was the biggest Michael Jackson fan. And mm. it wasn't a movie, but it was a movie. Yo. When Thriller, Thriller. Yo. When Thriller came out, Yo. I never forget, I jumped, I jumped on my mother's lap. And I was like, what Yo. happened to Michael? Why Yo. is Michael Yo. like that? You win for that one. You do. I swear, you, you, you know what? 1982. I got to put the years here. 1982. No, Dude. No, it was a little later. It was a little later. Yeah, it was a little later. Off the Wall came out like in 81. Yeah, Dude, yeah it was a little later. That video slash movie scarred me. I loved Michael. And then when I, I was saw Petra to that when, when he first turned when into he the, first, I was like, wait, 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 what's going on? The, the werewolf. The werewolf. Yeah. I was like, what happened? When he was growing. I was like, what I, I was petrified yeah. too. You, yeah. you definitely nailed that I one. Jumped on my mother's lap. Was like five years old. Yeah, five, five years, old. years yeah. old. Yeah, dude, <laughs> you just took me back. <laughs> and then hold on, the second one was when they escaped. Wait, wait, was it? Did they had just escape from the house? Or what was the scene where Mike? First, no, it was in the house yeah. when they were running from the zombies, mm-hmm. and then like the room starts swirling, and then all of a sudden she's calling for him, and, and then, then he he's out. a zombie. Yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. turns yeah. around, he's face. a zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. The Damn. greatest theatrical movie music Ever. combination Ever. put together Michael. on the screen was Michael Jackson Thriller. God and, bless the dead. Man. And oh let's not forget. Mike is iconic for having iconic figures a part of his songs. Yeah. Beat It, if I'm not mistaken, had Eddie Van Halen yeah, playing the guitar, yeah, guitar. And Vincent Price was doing yes. the vocals yeah, the on- laugh. Wow. The laugh at that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. shit was Vincent oh, Price. Yeah. Talk, yeah, when he was doing all the talk, yeah. you know, across the land. All that shit was Vincent Price. You want to hear something funny? If you watch the credits at the end of that, it says rap by Vincent Price. It does say that? Because... Remember, it was more than because it was. He was rhyming. Exactly, it was rhyming. He exactly. was rhyming. That's and true. It was. It was towards the end. Hmm. Yeah, it was towards the end of the uh, with the credits you know rolling at the end. But wow. it was the be- very beginning of hip hop music and rap music. So when they said when they gave him the credit, it said rap. I need to go by, back now yeah, and see that. Go peep it. Go peep it. It wow. says rap by Vincent Holy Price. Holy shit! I never knew that. So yes, those sir. are the five movies that scarred me as a kid. Oh <laughs> man. All right. So we're going to jump into uh, Rise Top 5 just right after this studio break. 
I'll let you on the other side. Smoke and ashes, cigars and haberdashery. 200 Wall Raven Drive, Teaneck, New Jersey. Come by and sample some of the best boutique cigars that we have to offer. We have a taste for every palate out there, and our trained staff will be delighted to help you in any way possible to guide you in the right direction for the ultimate experience. Come down and celebrate with us on our tailgate Fridays. Also follow us on our IG, smoke.n.ashes, and both at Twitter and on Facebook at SmokinAshesCL. Forward to seeing you. And we all about that smoke. Back from studio break, we just heard Leak's top five scary movies, and now we're about to jump into Rise top five. Tell the people. All right, so listen, I just want to touch on something before I get into my top five. Just sitting back right now during break, thinking about the importance of that that number one Malik drop, the bomb. On us, Thriller. I mean, I, listen, I haven't heard, you haven't heard my top five, and we haven't heard Conway's, but Thriller's a tough one because I know I didn't go that direction. But I will say this. I definitely did. Yeah, no. I don't know if everybody remembers correctly how they used to showcase Michael's videos back in the day. Mm. But they used to showcase his videos usually on ABC, mm. 8 o'clock at night on a Sunday. Mm. That's when I saw it. That's, That's exactly, what I, that, yeah. I saw it on the premiere. Mm. That so did I. I, got I was my, a kid. I got my snacks together. Yes, and I was, it was, I was ready. Now, if you remember, how did our parents keep track of what was on TV? What did they used to use back in the day? The TV guide. Yeah, <laughs> that was showing our age. What y'all know about the TV? You guide. know nothing about the TV guide. You know the guide button. That's all you guys know. So the TV guide highlighted that. Wait, wait. That's how we knew. Before you get into that, where was the TV guide? Where'd you find it? What do you mean, like where I bought it from? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. It was usually in the bodega in the supermarkets, right in the front, exactly. right by the. <laughs> right when you go out to the line <laughs> to purchase your. your Groceries, bang! Right, right next right to the there. sun, the globe, the, the National Enquirer, Enquirer. <laughs> the star. Yo, star. my mom used to buy yeah. all that trash, man. That's Word. Yes, it was like Ronald Reagan has alien babies. And you wonder why I grew into being a conspiracy <laughs> theorist. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Rest in peace, mom. Thanks for that trait. Thank you. But um, no, no, no. Just saying the importance of Mike, man. They used to just like it. They did it with that. They did it with Beat It. They did it with Black and White. Yes. Mm-hmm. All those videos oh, were launched, you know, at 8 o'clock at night on Channel 7. Like, I've never seen an artist get that type of publicity. So To the point where, and I just found this out, it's so sad because, like, I grew up on some hard knock life shit. I didn't have cable until I was like a teenager. No, same so, here, brother, because it wasn't even in our area, yeah, though. So I didn't. I did know. have a hot box, though. Don't let that. Yeah. WHT, yeah, yeah. an HBO <laughs> hot box. What you know about WHT? <laughs> so what I didn't know was despite the multitude of black musicians, black artists, MTV didn't play mm-hmm. black music videos. Mm-hmm. Nope. And nope. until what, like Yo MTV Raps came out? No, until, until Michael Jackson. Oh, well, Mike broke the barrier. Exactly. But remember, people, don't get me wrong, Thriller was one of the best albums in the history of music. Correct. Period. But people don't remember, Off the Wall was a huge it album. Was a trim- yeah, the, the magnitude that that album had, in my opinion, being a music lover, yeah. should have superseded that of Thriller because of it being just... First, yes, exactly. For your first album, so you remember the biggest single on that one? Rock with you. There Rock you with go, you. man. Oh, I probably to this day still my favorite Michael Jackson song. Yeah. So my point is though, is that I go with Billie Jean. Mm. I just oh, 
I, I, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> you should but, see but why. That's another top five that is, for another that is, day. That is. But, but here's the thing, though. Despite the success of Off the Wall, despite mm-hmm. the fact that this man had fire videos for that album, MTV would still not play no. black music, including. Michael, which when you look back at it, is fucking crazy. Sure. It's fucking Michael Jackson. Especially, yeah, for the magnitude, the artist that he was, and the amount of money that these labels were spending on these videos. Why wouldn't you want all eyes on your station? Exactly. But it wasn't until Thriller, and even when Thriller came out, they still had to be like, yo, you don't understand. They did it, yeah, and they did that move with tongue in cheek, too. Surpassing Elvis Yeah How are you not Having this it's man It's true And keep in mind Around that same time Who else was out You're talking about The 80s As just as big As Michael Jackson If, if Almost as big Almost as big as Mike Purple Rain Oh, oh Prince yeah, Okay Exactly He couldn't get no That's why you said TV. Almost as big Yeah Okay He yeah, was right there Neck and neck Prince was there But he just couldn't Get over that That hump That to, world yeah, so that, hump Yeah but still He's got fans across the world Yeah, 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 yeah But like a, a, a notch below Yeah But Purple Rain Once again Fire videos you Could have, not get on MTV you at, have at a first movie. They had a movie Exactly at first So the fact that It took somebody like Michael Jackson For them to be like Because it's always going to be One quote unquote Safe brother To segue the rest of us in Right That was the bet That was a sure bet Because you had Cool You had Fresh Prince it was, was hip hop. That, that was yeah, the first Grammy because yeah, yeah. it wasn't going to be Public Enemy. No, it wasn't going to be One DMC. Which it should have been both. It wasn't, wasn't going to be Eric B and Rakim. Sh- he should have definitely been up there as well. It wasn't going to be Big Daddy Kane. No, because that would be us judging the 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 rating exactly. for that that award, but and it wasn't. White people felt comfortable. Well, the powers that be, I should say, felt comfortable. Correct with Fresh Prince because he was like he was safe. He's, He's safe, safe, definitely exactly, safe. Yeah. Exactly. So Michael Jackson, despite I would think being quote unquote safe, still. Because well, remember, at this point, Mike was still kind of black. Correct. Off the wall, he was definitely black. He was black. <laughs> By Thriller, no, nose, he was, he was nose still... wasn't as black, but, but still. Was it really? He had, the, he had the Jerry Curl. He had, he still was. Didn't the nose job really come, though, after that Pepsi commercial? That's, oh, yeah. That's when he got That's burnt. when he burned he his hair burnt. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought yeah. he did a little bit no, of. No, but he, he, the nose job was. All right, Jackson Five, Michael Jackson. Cur- no, all right, you're right. So he, there was a touch on the yeah, nose. Yeah. All right, it was the first, the first surgery. All right, but, you're right. But get into your top five, yo. Like, <laughs> yeah, because we're gonna be all night point. on yeah, this one. Yeah, we straight off the point. All right, so this movie was um, a little bit more recent. Okay. Um, so you were you were scared, grown ass man. Yeah. Nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yeah. Nothing listen, you know why though? Because listen, I, I'll give a backdrop to that. Um, which will lead into one of the ones I pick later on. I am in tune with the whole spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. You understand? It's just something that's a part of me. It's something hard to explain. But um, <clears throat> I get involved in a movie like that. Okay. You understand? So, yeah, it'll definitely. But this didn't do that to me the way you're describing it. Okay. My number five would be Us. Mm, nice. Because nice. Okay. I haven't seen a, a, a classic. Cause I yes, a classic horror film, film in this day and time that created that atmosphere the way that Jordan Peele did. Genius. I mean, <clears throat> the storyline, yes, the visuals, yeah. and it and it had traditional 80s comedy in a sense. If you yes. really think yeah, about yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Winston Duke's role in yeah. that movie, yeah. he played it almost in a yeah. comical sense. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, and you can only enjoy that as an adult. If you were a kid watching us, you'd probably be terrified throughout the whole thing yeah, and yeah. not find the humor. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But us was my number five. So, real quick story on sure. that. Jordan Peele, who directed it, said that he would go into the trailer of um, what's Shorty's name uh, that played the lead? Oh man, I've always had a hard time. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Lupita. Thank you, Lupita. So Lupita Nyong'o, phenomenal was, actress too. Phenomenal. I don't know why she phenomenal, but it was so dedicated to the role that the voice that she used, she would just use on set regardless if they were filming or not. So that's those are she traits in crazy. In character. <clears throat> Only a character. couple of characters that's, do that. Yeah, that's really in character. So you understand? Jordan Peele said he would go into the trailer to be like, all right, Lupita, so we're going to do this scene now. We're going to film this one. Um, She'd be like, any questions or like, whatever. And she'd just be in a corner, <laughs> standing in the corner, and turn around and speak in that voice that she's Holy using. shit. And Could he, you imagine how creepy that was exactly. being Jordan? Like, yo, listen, and the he camera's was, off. And he was like, yo, I'm the director and the writer of the fucking film. I, this, is, this is my vision. And she freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so, under, oh, man, you yeah. know what's funny? That, 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 that actually, you know, creates a little bit more of the atmosphere for the movie and the magnitude of it. Exactly. That was a, an amazing movie. Another movie I did watch recently, again, too, and you say that with, um, you know, being a grown man getting scared, right? Yeah. If you haven't seen this movie yet, I advise you to go check this movie out right now. It's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's a foreign flick. Okay. It's subtitled. You need to watch this movie. It's called Train to Busan. Write it down right now. Okay. okay. Never heard this of it. is a classic modern day zombie movie done in Japan. Mm. Actually, no. I believe it's in China, actually. Okay. This freaking movie the, cinem <laughs> the cinematography of it mm -hmm. and how they record I mean it is it keeps you on the edge you have anxiety watching this movie really? the first 12 minutes of the movie is straight storyline and you're like okay this is a traditional flick especially you know foreign flick alright mm -hmm. then all of a sudden shit gets real quick <laughs> so if you're interested in having an interesting like night when you want to watch a movie like that on Netflix Train to Busan it's a guaranteed watch, and I promise you, you drop a comment in the YouTube section or whatever you're watching or a thread on, let me know if I'm BSing you or not. Yeah, I'll okay, because I'm okay. telling you, that movie watch. is serious. I'm gonna watch it. Third movie for me was Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Part one. Part one, yes. That movie was scary as shit <laughs> as a kid. If I'm not mistaken, that's another movie that came out when we were like somewhere between four five. to six. Yeah, four. Yeah, that four was like 80 at the, at the latest. It was 85. 84. It was 84. Now, Freddy got funnier as the movies got yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, you know, became, as they carried on. It became more of a, a, a character. Figure. Yes, yeah, so it was like yeah. comedy horror. Yeah. By the time you got to like Dreamcatcher and all that, it was like, okay, his one-liners. He was like the Arnold Schwarzenegger of horror <laughs> flicks. His one-liners was. was fucking key. It definitely was. He had monster one-liners. Yeah, definitely. So Freddy scared the shit out of me, part one, though. Yeah. That whole scene in the tub and just having someone who could invade your dreams. Yeah. You're a kid. You're going to die in your dreams. Yo, <laughs> so you're afraid you to go to sleep now. When you're asleep is yeah. the time you felt safest sometimes yeah. as a kid, yeah. especially if you grew up in the hood yeah. the way we did. I know I heard some shit growing up, so I didn't want to hear that. I did not want to have some burnt up dude chasing me in my fucking dreams, man. So anyway, Freddy was a big one that got me. Um, again, it's a classic movie for my number two. The original was scary as shit, but the remake was scarier. It. I've, you know, I've, I, I will admit, I've never seen one of the It movies. Not Even the one. original? 
Haven't even seen the original. Oh, Leak. You're missing out. Yeah. Leak, you, it just for classic, like just being a yeah. part of classic, like yeah. cinema and movies. Yeah. Just it's it's part of that. You okay. have to watch. It's a cult classic. Yes, now you will not get as scared from part the original one that came out. Not now. The not newer now. Ones. The newer ones. The new one's gonna get you. Yeah, you yeah. said it was crazy. Okay, like it the, was. It is insane the way the way these cameras capture these images. <laughs> it's just frightening. It scares the shit out of you. I just and see those memes when he's in he's underneath the, in the sewer, the sewer. Just poking yeah. his head out. That's all I see. The crazy part is in the original one, because the original one was a miniseries that came on TV. So because it was on regular TV, they can only do but so much. So he he threatened the kids and he scared the kids, but he didn't really do anything to the kids. The new one in the movie, yeah, he was fucking these kids up. Yo. I was like, yo, you can just fuck up yo. a seven-year-old now? Yo, like, he's not lying. Like, he was breaking brutal. arms. He was and, like, brutal to ripping, them. Like, pe- like, people ripping shreds, shreds off yeah. of them. Oh, I was like, God. damn. You can just fuck up kids bro, in movies he now. Was, they were, he was fucking kids up. Yeah. Like, it was brutal. You're sitting there going, oh, he got you. Oh, shit, I didn't expect you to fucking yeah. break his arm. Like, yo, he's nine. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yo, for real. <laughs> There should have been a disclaimer at the end of the movie. No children actors were harmed yeah. during the filming yeah. of this movie. Yeah, real No, nah, but the way they did the movie and then they did part two. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't seen part two yet. I need to... Me get, neither. I had to get, get myself ready to see yeah. that and have some time to dedicate to it. Yeah. But I want to watch part two. And my number one... Again, so, guys, I'm into supernatural stuff. I watch a lot of paranormal shows. I'm really big Ghost Adventures fan. Zach Baggins, who... Um, is the lead role for Ghost Adventures. He is an avid ghost hunter. This guy has a, a, a museum in Las Vegas mm. that when we get a chance to go to Vegas, honestly, you guys can choose not to. It's cool. I'll visit. It, you have to sign a waiver when you go in there. Like the original Annabelle was in there. Most of these haunted figures. Oh. He buys all the stuff from all... Like He has Dr. Kevorkian's van. In there, oh, wow, he recreated dude. the garage wow, for yeah. one section. He has Dr. Kevorkian's van that he actually did all the fucking uh, the, the sister suicides in. Yeah. Like he has haunted shit everywhere. Zach Baggins had bought what was called at one point in time the most haunted house in America. I heard about that. Um, and it was in Middle America. I'm not sure if it was um, Milwaukee or Michigan. But it's rural. You get where I'm trying to paint the picture yeah, over yeah, him, yeah. and it's in a real like. Hood suburb Yeah Okay so Meaning what I mean by suburb It's houses But it's still The hood is shit Over yeah. there Like yeah. broken down houses it's in, it's, in, it's, in, it's in a bad neighborhood Okay This house The it, the, the normal inhabitants in there They've all been Like severely Injured and died mm. From being in this house mm. Zach made a movie Called Demon House that he recorded and he recorded his you know he made a movie out of their 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 investigation of the house and the shit that happens in that in that movie and in their investigation is fucking frightening because they bring the element of real into it mm. see these movies you know you're watching movies for yeah, real exactly, but exactly. when you're watching something that's dedicated to be like um what you call this like um like the real, the real world and stuff, like reality TV yeah. in a sense. Almost right? more like a, a documentary. Almost. Correct. Yeah. Which he did do it as that. The shit that happens here is just fucking frightening. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, if you're into the supernatural shit, the paranormal, definitely check out Demon House. You could probably find that still on all platforms. And that movie rattled me till today. You got some movies I need to check out. Okay. Yeah, Yo, you definitely gotta check out though that Train to Busan. Yeah, yeah, no. Because it's it's up. And I've seen. 
I've seen the the trailer. The, the trailer, not even the trailer. I've seen the title. I haven't even watched the trailer. I got I got to check out the trailer. You Actually, have I gotta to. Check out the movie. It's a must. So. Yeah. Those are my five. Leak again. Those you, you you hit us with your five and Thriller yeah. and now Conway. So here's the thing. Considering we're all born within a year of each other, I'm very surprised that you didn't mention one particular movie. That's my number one, but I'll get to that. So number five is a extremely recent movie because it just came out last year. I went to to, to the movies, saw it my uh, with my fiance. It's called Midsummer. Now. This you know, you told me about it, yeah, and I still haven't yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, you got, you got to see it. So it's not traditionally scary on some, like, horror movie shit. It's more psychological. So it's essentially about a cult. It's about these, I'm pretty sure they're American, and they visit, I want to say it's Sweden, and they come upon this kind of, for lack of, you know, it's a cult. Okay. It, it, pretty much, it's it's like this open field where there's these people that wear like white robes and everybody is cheery and chipper and everything's really cool and you're like okay it's like, all good right it's now. all good up until it's not so <laughs> it's like about three or four americans that visit and it's supposed to be like this really tranquil kind of peaceful almost zen like type of atmosphere okay and then they're chilling there for a couple of days do some mushrooms or something like that everybody's like high and chilling it's cool and it's like oh, okay cool and so then like on the third or fourth day they're there the elders of the little commune or village is like these this elderly couple and they're like hey we're about to do one of our rituals and they're like all right cool like you will come over watch the ritual so they come over to this cliff and now they're at the base of the cliff and they see this elderly couple at the top of the cliff and they're standing there they look at each other they hold hands and everybody's like oh like, what's going on they're gonna like renew their vows like what's going on then they jump off the cliff I together. I was just gonna say that and splat on the ground. And they, oh. and the Americans are like, "What the fuck? What is like?" What? And they start freaking the fuck out. And they're like, "No, no, 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 no! It's fine, it's fine, it's okay, it's okay." The, the girls start crying. The guys are like, "What the fuck is going on?" And they're like, "No, you don't understand. It's part of our ritual. It's part like it's just what we do. Like you get to a certain age, and we know that every year past that age, you're not going to have." Uh, quality of life Holy so shit So we freaky. just We just End it And it's I know I know What, what, what age was this? 75 seven, Like 78 Some people still got a lot of good years Exactly left. Exactly So they're like No you don't understand Like it's just part of it They did it voluntarily It's not as bad as you think You know it's just it's, It depends on like Your way of looking at life How would you and How they're would just you like, make us experience that Exactly <laughs> And not explain it beforehand like, I wouldn't want to voluntarily Go over and see that shit So here's the worst part Oh it gets worse Yeah So The woman Dies on impact the man He fell fucked up He fell fucked up So he's, he's like still broken alive shit. He's Broken legs Broken hip bones Back is broken He's still like gasping And so they're like Oh man He didn't die So they walk over to him With like a bat And just bash his fucking brains in And I was like What the What are we watching right now What is going <laughs> Holy on Holy shit And then Then That's just the start It gets Crazier. All right, yeah, don't dive old. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not yeah, yeah, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch. I'm it. So, going to. So here's the thing. Once again, not scary in a traditional like monster sense. My damn daughter saw that movie. And was telling me the same but thing. But more psychological. Mm. Yeah, we left that theater and was like, Yo, twisted. 
we need to go get a drink. Yeah, we. <laughs> this shit was like stressful. Yeah, no, I get you. I'm man. like, yo, we got to decompress up to watch this shit like that. And so my fiance Kyla, she's like, yo, what did you take me to go see? And I'm yeah, like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I thought it was gonna be like kind of. Cr- I didn't know it was gonna be this. I thought it was gonna be culty, <laughs> yeah, but not but like, like total cultish. So every other movie is kind of throwback, right? So number four. General about Hellraiser. Oh, yo, the Pinhead. Yes. I yeah, know. Pinhead. Uh, listen, I watched it. I just it wasn't so, my, it wasn't my bag. But, but okay. here's the thing, though. That the first one, I want to say, came out like in 91, 92. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I was, was like later. 13, 14 years old. Now, here's the thing about being a 13 or 14 year old boy. You feel like you're grown at the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, until some shit sets you back, and, be and like, then you Mommy. watch Hellraiser, and you're just like, you but you nightmares. feel a certain type of way because <laughs> you're just like, yo. Nah, man, fuck that. But G, yo, I'm out. Yeah, must that light go out when it's exactly, bedtime? You start exactly. seeing Pinhead All in the corner. All types of shit changes. All types of shit changes. <laughs> yeah, you and that movie was violent as fuck. No, it was. It was violent it was. as fuck. It was. Now, the saving grace. Remember, fourteen-year-old boy. Yeah, a lot of titties in that movie. Oh yes. <laughs> Again, that was a staple of that period yeah. too. Yeah, the eighties. Yo, that the late eighties into the early nineties. The eighties was so great for gratuitous titty shots. Oh my <laughs> for no Lord. reason. For no reason. That's another top five later on. Yeah, that's another. another, <laughs> another that's another episode. Because yo, there is some classic movies that we can talk about that are not scary for exactly. that time period. Exactly. So. My number three, all right, and y'all, so, and y'all okay. all had it on your your, your top five, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it has to be. And the thing about Nightmare on Elm Street was it was horrible. It wasn't a situation where I was supposed to be watching the movie. But uh, I, I again, you see, anyway. yeah, that's part of your. Did you have? Did you tell us a story once about that with, with your thriller experience? Yeah, yeah. Like you it, weren't it, supposed to be watching it then exactly, either. Exactly. Dang, bro, you, but, but you creep in, you see it, and you're just like, oh, because here's the thing. I don't know what it is about of being a kid. It's like you want to be scared up until you're scared. Yes. And then you're like, I don't want this shit no more. <laughs> you thought you was about that life, and he was like, Nope, nope, yeah, I was not. It's true. So it's true. Here's number two. And I was grown ass man when I saw this. Okay. The ring. Yo, the ring was oh, scary yeah. as shit. Yo. So, all right. So what? Uh, since you mentioned it, what is the scene though that burns in your head the most? So people would that's think. Mine. So that's so, mine. In the closet? Yeah. Yo, when I so, first saw that body. So people were like, oh, when she came out the TV, I was like, yo, that shit is cre-. It's like, no, creepy out the it's TV. Creepy. The shit that got me was when it was after the first girl died. Okay. And the family, they're at the um they're at the, the wake. Okay. And the woman, uh the mother of the girl that the first girl that died, they're in the kitchen. She's talking with her friends. And they're like, you know, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. We know this is traumatic, but you'll get past this, that, and the other. And she was like, no, you don't understand. The police can't, still can't tell me how my daughter died. And then right then, they switched to the scene of the girl in the closet. Yes. And her jaw. That's the scene. All, I was like, what the fuck is That's like, the whole, uh, yo, yeah. that shit is creepy. Yo, when the, all right, so. When the shot goes to the girl in the, cause she's in a corner in the closet. In the closet, exactly. All right, now it's scary enough for her body, right? And you're like, oh shit, what is but it? Her but her face when the, is away from the camera. Yes. And then it turns. And then yeah. the jaw drops. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. shit. That shit that scene definitely is iconic and it acts crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it right now. That shit crazy. is fucking scary as shit. Yeah. 
No, it was it was bananas. It was bananas. Damn Japanese with those fucking flicks, man. Yo, they had a few though. Because around that same time, it was the ring, it was the eye with um Yes, that was another Jessica one. Alba. Yes, that was another it was, one. What was the one with the little uh the little kid? They were in Japan. It wasn't the eye, it was um I think Sarah Michelle Geller was in it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That I don't know. I know what you're talking about. I can see it'll, it. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. But it was it was some crazy. But crazy it was movies. a little, yeah. Because it, it was like this whole, because Japan had been doing this shit for a minute. It's been a part of their, yeah. And then, and then Hollywood, much like they do. They copy. They find out like, oh, what are these people doing over here? Oh, well, let's get our cultural appropriation on. <laughs> and uh, just jack the shit. Yeah, and, that's what we're good at, right? Yeah. Good old America. Yeah, America. And they um listen we're cat we, I mean we understand you know no I get it I like get come it. on at the end of the day we're not dumb yeah you know what yeah. I mean we're, but I mean at the end of the day also there's another side to it that is just barbaric I mean come on now <laughs> but at the same time be no. creative and make yeah. your way all right but be there, a pioneer and a trailblazer don't be a fucking stealer and a pillager that, that, that was a perfect example. but the um there was a time period where the newest fad was the. Japanese horror movie. Yeah, it was. It was like a good five year run. There was. There was still shit left and right. Ring two, then the eye, and then. Then they actually started dropping the Japanese versions in America, though. Then yes. they started dropping mm-hmm. Ring exactly. two because that was the name of it. Ring yeah. two mm-hmm. yeah. was the name of the ring. And, and then yeah, was, so eventually they gave props where props was. Due. Yeah, they did. Eventually. Yeah. So, number one, and considering once again our age. I'm really surprised nobody mentioned this movie because for a while, when I say a while, I mean, I was in my like late twenties to early thirties where it still impacted me. The exorcist. So, all right. I've never been into that stuff. I have. I am. I I know you are. I I am. And and, and that that movie was scary as shit. So let me ask you, what age did you first see the movie? Real talk, I was like fifteen or sixteen. See, I didn't, I didn't watch it when I was seven or eight. That's the difference. So, I was at my babysitter's crib. Again, not what, not supposed to watch exactly. it when he's supposed to. So, my brother is three years younger than me. So, I'm at my babysitter's. It's me and my brother. I was about seven. My brother was four, and the babysitter watched like six, seven kids all at once. Mm-hmm. So I was the oldest, with the exception of her son. So her, the babysitter's son was like, if I was seven, he was probably like 12 or 13. Okay. Right? So I thought he was like grown. Because when you're seven, a 13-year-old is grown, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Babysitter is watching this movie. I didn't see the, I didn't see it from like minute one, but I saw it from like minute 15 or 17, right? And so I'm like, hey, her name is Mitzi. It's Mitzi. What are you watching? I'm watching this scary movie, but you should go back in the other room. It's too scary for you. Nah, I'm good. So I'm like, the other room is where the little kids are. My brother's yeah. in there. All the other kids <laughs> is like, in. Nah, I'm good. I'm staying I'm right like, here. I'm like, yo, I'm seven years old. I'm yo. good. I'm, I'm a grown-ass kid. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm a grown-ass kid. About this life. Let's go. What are we watching? The Exorcist? Okay, cool. Let's do it. Yo. Craziest shit I've I, ever seen in my life. I couldn't so, imagine digesting that at that age. So not only That's why I didn't watch it. Not only Can you see that link? did I'm actually Conway. Thank not you. only did it fucking traumatize me. Because so for those that don't know, The Exorcist is about 
this little girl who's about 12 or 13 years old and the oldest that gets possessed by a demon or the devil or however they, they phrased it. Yeah, it's the devil. And possesses this little girl and the little girl starts doing crazy shit. She's cursing. She's attacking people. Vomiting. Vomiting. But her face is all scarred up and, and, and crusty and her head starts spinning around like complete 360. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just twist. I'm laughing just because I remember when a scary movie. Yeah, and that's what I'm sitting here thinking about. I'm laughing and thinking and, about how they redid it. And with the tongue out. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Cursing up a storm. She's stabbing herself. And the. Uh, and Doesn't the she stab herself with the crucifix? Yeah, exactly. In her vagina. Yes, exactly. Oh, gosh. And I then, yes. See, I didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then her eyes were like white. Like her eyes rolled in the back yeah. of her head, so they were just white. She was talking in this like very, like deep guttural voice. Archaic, span, uh, archaic. Um, what's it? Um, she starts speaking like a Latin. Latin. Yeah, it's Latin. Yeah, exactly. So, the first time she got possessed, or, 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 or the first signs of possession, she was laying on her back in her bed. Okay. And the bed, she starts shaking, and then the bed starts shaking. And the mother hears screaming coming from the girl, little girl's bedroom. So she runs in. Like, what's going on? What's going on? She sees the girl convulsing, mm-hmm. jumps on her, and is like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So then she takes it to, like, the psychiatrist and these doctors. They're doing a battery of tests or whatever. And she's explaining to the psychiatrist and the, and the doctors, like, no, this is not just her having a seizure. She's like, she wasn't just convulsing. No, this the, the bed, bed was, was moving. moving. Yeah, and they're like, I look, that. and they told her, look, I know you thought the bed was moving. Yeah, because but it was taboo back. They didn't touch. Were, it was, she was yeah. convulsing so much that the bed was probably moving. Yeah, she was like, no, 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 no. The bed wasn't like just moving over an inch or two as she was convulsing. The bed was jumping up and down, and they didn't want to listen to the her. time period. They're not gonna listen to that. Back so then. here's here's the crazy part. A young mind watching this sees. She got possessed as she was laying on her back. Do you know until I was like 22, 23 years Stepped old? Stuff on your stomach? I could not sleep on my back. <laughs> yeah, because you were fearful. <laughs> exactly. Like grown ass man at the point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I get it. I'm old enough to drink. I'm old enough to go to war. Yeah, no, you know I, get what I'm saying? I get it. I get it. In the, in the, in the <laughs> it's just that there's something like that stains you exactly. and it carries on and it exactly. just becomes a part of who you are. So, and here's the kicker I didn't tell my mother I saw the movie. It freaked me the fuck out, right? So I go over to her and I'm like, so after we get picked up or whatever, so I'm freaked the fuck out. So the saving grace for any scary movie is you ask, hey, is the monster real? Yeah. So I go to get picked up by my mother later on in the day. And I'm like, mom, I have a question for you. Is the devil real? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, that's it. That, I, my like, bed is like, going to start levitating. It's a wrap. It, I'm done tonight. <laughs> it's a fucking wrap. I am sleeping on my side. She wasn't supposed to say yes. Yeah. She yeah, supposed no. to say no. She just couldn't. Yeah. So that I can be like, oh, okay, well, it's fake. Yeah. Now it's, everything's real. No, now it's everything true. is real. It's true. It's true. And on that note, we're going to get into our top five lounge experiences after this studio break. But we'll catch you on the other side. All right. All right. Craving real, freshly prepared, healthy food that nourishes your body and soul? We're back. Coffee and cornbread. 
Open in Teaneck for breakfast and lunch curbside pickup. Is your ticket out of the monotony of unhealthy, whatever's not sold out today, unsatisfying meals? Nothing about our great food has changed. Only the way we serve you has. Coffee and Cornbread, the area's first fast casual breakfast eatery, is committed to serving non-GMO and organic food, plus plenty of tempting vegan options for our plant-based friends. And because our fully organic distributor delivers the largest selection of organic and natural foods, our ingredients don't even think about messing with anything unnatural. That's comfort food with a conscience. Place your breakfast or lunch order with Coffee and Cornbread today for curbside pickup only at coffeeandcornbread.com or text 201-862-0600 to place your order. Welcome back, Cigar Fam. All right, so now we are getting into the next topic, which is our top five cigar lounge experiences. I'm going to let Malik kick it off. Well, hold on, Malik. Why are you lighting that? Mm-hmm. Before that, I see something I have to get off my chest. Go for it. There's something that I didn't add into our list in our previous section. Okay. It's not that this particular movie didn't scare me but it really fucked me up because I think I had to be a cool 10 years old when I saw this movie yeah now we're from the era of going to the video store to rent your video yes sir okay blockbuster so, and not even just the, not local, the local the that's local what I'm joint. referring to okay. the little mom and pop joints that used to be in the neighborhood it was a spot in Getty Square remember it was called um, I don't know shit what was it called well, what was the joint where X did his release at? Because that was a, a record was, store video that was store, a record, That was a record store, yeah. yeah. I think they had videos in there, too, though, Lee. I think he's talking about Vision Quest. Oh, okay. All right. That was, yeah, that yeah. was another spot. That, that yeah. spot didn't exist in the 80s. It was another spot. I can't remember the name of it. But, um, yo, you remember back when you had the video rental spot? And then you had the nudie section, the back section where it was oh, yeah. like it was like it was like a beaded curtain. Yeah, you had to yeah. go through the go curtain. Back. Or you had to a go velvet the curtain, curtain. And, the, and the porn was back there. Yo. <laughs> and you know what's even worse? I used to wait for the one perv to walk through there so yeah. I could just catch a glimpse while the thing is up. Just like, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yo, real talk, that was a different experience. So we used to go to the video store. So I used to go to the video store back in the day with my cousin on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. That was the night that either our parents would hang out together and group up, you know, and just, you know, go Same to their... Yeah, yep. to the Friday nights was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they come home from work, they come home with their bottles, and you knew something was popping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So once I saw the cigarette packs on the and, and the bottles, I was like, yeah, this, it's going to be one of those nights. Yep. So me and my cousin would go... You got something to say? Go ahead. I was going to say Newports and Bacardi. Well, <laughs> well, 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 for me, it was Salem Lights and Marlboros, because my mother smoked Marlboros and my dad smoked mm-hmm. Salem Lights. Okay. So uh, once I saw the green and red... On the on on the counter with the Bacardi and my dad would he used to drink, Ugh. but you, my mom and my dad, uh, you know the booze that they drank. Real quick, segue. What was the two liquors you remember the most as a kid that your parents drank in your house? Wow, wow. Because mine was Bacardi light. My mom drank Bacardi. She would drink rum and cokes all the time. Yeah, that was my mother's drink. That was my that was my pop's drink. I, I keep it real with you. That was my pop's drink. <clears throat> my mom even when we buried my mom. Mom, rest in peace. When we bury my mom, we bury my mom with a half Bacardi. gallon of Bacardi. Nice. Y'all win. Wow. Y'all fucking wow. win. Because you know, that was her that was thing. thing. That was her thing. She was thing. the life of the party. Man. She was. She so was. For party. whatever reason, I have no idea why. But my pops, I don't, I don't know if he drank hard liquor outside the crib, but he would just pound beer. 
Yo, like, that was another thing with the guys back in the day. So yeah. my dad and my uncles too, they would just drink beers so, all day. So I know, and, and I get made fun of this. So you know, it's whatever. So I don't drink beer. Yeah, so the no. reason I don't drink beer is because of that. Yo, I was like five <laughs> years old. Me and my pops. So my pops would stay up late. He was a night owl, like I am. I'm, I'm a lot like my pops in a lot of ways. But one way I'm not like him is the beer drinking. <laughs> so he would watch Bruce Lee movies. That's why I'm a big fan of Kung Fu flicks. Yeah, that's um, Last Dragon. So he would like watch stuff classic like that. Movie. So I stay up late with him because that was my time to hang out with dad. Of course. You know what I'm saying? My brother would be asleep. My mom's would be asleep. I was a night owl. Pops was a night owl. So I'm chilling. He had this uh, big wicker chair, the same the same type of wicker chair. You know that famous picture of yes. Huey Newton? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. You know why I'm laughing, though? Because Huey Newton comes to mind, but also being Hispanic, that is the traditional chair that they use for everybody's, like, Sweet 16, the quinceañero, <laughs> and the Sweet 16, <laughs> or baby showers is the same chair for baby showers, too, so... Yep. It's just that the women will use it like in white or pink yeah. or whatever. But I know the wicker chair no, so you're had, talking he had about. The wicker chair. It was like his throne, right? No, yeah, I get it. So, I remember that chair. So one day, we're chilling, watching a movie. And I'm probably at this age watching a movie I should not be watching. But, you know, because. Which tends was, to be a trend with you so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So he's chilling, pounding his beers. And I'm like, yo, dad, yo, you always drinking beer, yo. Like, uh. Sip of that. Mm-hmm. Now keep in mind, I'm five, six years old at the oldest. So we from the era of where re- the generation where real people were born. So so dad decided what? All right, cool. Yeah, here's a sip. Absolutely. Now, keep in mind, five, six years old. So what I'm usually drinking at that age? Apple juice, <laughs> grape soda, grape soda, black cherry soda. Yo, black cherry was cracked. Cola champagne was cracked too. Yeah, yo, <laughs> definitely. So I grabbed the can. Take a sip, and I'm like, "Yo, this is nasty! Like, what are you drinking?" And I bet you he started cracking up laughing. He did, and then what he said to me was, "You don't drink it for the taste." And as a kid, you're like, "What the fuck do you drink it for?" Because you don't understand. You don't understand. At that point, twisted. you don't. No, exactly. But do you get it now? Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Because in my teenage, early, you know. Early twenties, you would knock back some shit that didn't taste good, but it got you fucked up. And that was Cause, cause, that was the point. Cause Cisco didn't taste good, <laughs> not at all. Cisco was the shit that was on the bottom of wine barrels, yeah. mixed with the syrup, the most syrup-filled Kool-Aid possible. <laughs> we got some stories. For that. Mad Cisco, Dog didn't taste good. But no, Mad Dog didn't. Neither Brass Monkey. None of those hood you, shits tasted what you, good. But you knocked it back. You up. Yep. And that's all that mattered. All that matters. Cisco, the original Nutcracker. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That peach one and that strawberry one, <laughs> bro, that's just horrible. Yeah. yeah. So, get a note to what I was saying, though, real yeah, yeah. quick. The movie that fucked me up was a movie called Sleepaway Camp. And we found it because we were just trying to rent something that was, you know, mm-hmm. scary. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's just rent some random shit. Yeah. Sleepaway Camp ended up having a trilogy, right? Well, fuck me about this movie, though. Now remember, this is 88, 89. Mm. It was about traditional shit. Jason type of theme. It was yeah. a camp. Yeah. I was just about to say, let me guess. White teenagers. Absolutely. Plenty of titties. Ding! Yeah. 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 And and if you peep beer it. And beer. If you peep yeah, it, Yeah, that's though, definitely beer. Yeah, if you peep it, though, there was an underlying message with those movies. 
the underlying message is if you have premarital teenage sex, you're going to get killed. <laughs> so this is where the movie gets twisted, though. Yeah. So people start dying, right? So you're starting to anticipate in your mind, like, oh, this is like another Jason type of thing. we got to mm-hmm. kill him. Now, there's younger teenagers in this movie, too. And there's one particular character the movie follows through with. It's a young girl that, you know, is a part of the camp. But the killings start piling up. And at the end of the movie, the bombshell is it's this young girl that is doing the killing. You find her on the beat or on the lake where she had finally murdered the last two people. And she's she's trying to kill actually the last girl. And when she gets up, this is 1989. Yeah. She gets up she, She's naked from behind So mm. you see her back She gets up To start chasing the girl The fucking Girl has a penis And it's a boy It's a transvestite boy In 1989 That hid And posed As a girl wow. To get in the camp To kill some people Wow That's crazy Okay <laughs> Yo Let me write that down so I'm sorry I just had to bring that up Because that movie Yo think about being nine Like oh shit Oh this kid oh, yeah. I thought this was a girl Yeah That's, that's, that's crazy That's yeah. nuts And this is an 89 yeah. So that's very taboo Yeah, yeah So Definitely Definitely Had to just touch on that If anyone <laughs> did see that movie You know exactly what yeah, I'm talking about I gotta, I gotta about. peep it now I gotta peep that one So right, now so, we're um, moving to So yeah. let's go to Top 5 lounge experiences Yeah Alright so I'll just speak to me Personally I started smoking, I think my first time I had a cigar was on vacation. So my first couple of vacations as a, as a grown-up, you know, I would smoke cigars, you know, Jamaica, you know, Puerto Rico, those places. But once you get that lounge experience, it's, it's different. It's, it's definitely different. And then obviously once you start going every once in a while, you find the things that you enjoy within the lounge. So top five, mine. Number five, it's crazy, but it's, I guess I'm probably aging myself. But parking is freaking That's important to me man Yeah I don't want to have to Go to a lounge And then have to drive around For 10 to 15 minutes Trying to find parking Parking, Well that's what killed you With a lot of the the mid, Midtown Midtown Yeah man Damn man. Like, like, That just It kind of Because you, you, you're all excited You're ready to go You're like I'm gonna You just want to be chill. there You yeah. just want to get there And you got to look for parking So that's number, number five Number four I'm a sports junkie TVs You got to have TVs and specifically, I don't want to see any politics. I want to watch sports when I'm watching, when I'm uh, smoking my cigar. So number four is definitely TVs. You got to have some TVs in there so I can enjoy. I hate so hold on one second, Lee. Mm-hmm. So you approached your experiences as to the top things that you like to experience yeah, correct. in the lounge. Correct, okay. correct. So number four, yeah, like I said, TVs. Number three, the selection. Please just don't have all those general cigars and no no offense to the general cigars, but you know, just the regular staples. Like give me some small batch cigars. So number three, you gotta have some some small batch but you, you don't wanna walk into a cigar lounge in the humidor and then see Toro Fuente, Davidoff, Padron, um to be honest with you, if you actually crazy. see Padron and Davidoff, it's cool. I think Malik's moving. No, I'm talking about like just that's it. But I think he's going more towards like the CAOs, the, yeah, just the, the flatheads, yeah, the, just, the, the, just the, the the Rocky Patels, the, Rock yeah, Patels, the, the Arturo yeah. Fuentes, the, the Romeo and Julias. And listen, there's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with those with brands. Nothing wrong with that. Guys, we're not shooting the brands down. 
at all. At but all. What but he's just saying is just that can't be it. That no, be because it. you're dealing with smokers that have been smoking for exactly. some time. So guys exactly. like to try different things. Give so, me something different. I want to walk is. into a lounge and find a cigar that I've never smoked before. You know you that go. that 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 enhances my experience. I'm like, oh right, now I'm gonna enjoy myself because I'm gonna smoke something I never had. So that's number three. Number two um, is give me something with some space. I'm I'm I, I can get I can be very I don't like people on top of me. So, give me some room. I, I don't mind. Obviously, well, depending you... on what she looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so, give me some space, man. So, obviously, here when we when we designed the smoking ashes, that was one of the big things that we want everybody to have room to kind of sit. And obviously, it's about conversating, so, socializing, but. Yeah. Give me some space where I can feel comfortable and, you know, I have some, some, el- what's that, some that's saying? Give me some elbow room. Yeah, give, some <laughs> give me space, some elbow yeah. room. So number two is spacious. And number one, this is just a given. Great customer service, man. When I walk in, please greet me. It's very, it seems like something very small, but just say, hey, how you doing? Have you been here before? Is your first time here? Um, you know, t- you know, getting get into small talk, especially if it's my first time there. If you've never seen me, which is why here at Smoking Ashes, you will realize as you walk in, shameless plug, we always make sure to say, "Welcome to Smoking Ashes." And if we don't recognize you, hey, is this your first time here? Anything in particular you're looking for? Just, a, just the little things. Definitely, definitely. Sometimes it's the little things that actually go. And on. and then even go go a step further. If I ask you. What would you recommend? Educate me on that cigar that you that you're gonna you're gonna refer me. Say, hey, listen, this is it comes from this region. It has this, you know. What do you, ask me? What what do, what do you usually smoke? Because obviously that's what we do here. Yeah. What what is what do you usually smoke? What, what what's your go to? And then give me some good recommendations. So that's big for me. Customer service is huge. Anybody, if you you know cigar lounge owners. Focus on your customer service because you don't understand how key that is. Because people will come back if they if they enjoy themselves and they and you know they can come into a place and feel comfortable and know that those people whoever owns that lounge is going to give you a good experience. So that's my top five lounge experiences. It's something small, but it's very big for for cigar smokers like ourselves. Right, what you got? I mean, you know, <clears throat> I didn't look at it from that angle. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, stepping back, being a part. You know, being involved in cigars for, you know, the cigar culture in general for some time. I'm going to go grab another cigar. And then, you know, also being part of, you know, the lounge, you know, you you, you understand that and how important it is. Um, I can't top those five in a sense because there's some power to all of them. Uh, you know, there's importance to all of them. Definitely. Uh, you know, uh, I would sit here and also add a couple on there as well, too. You know, uh, listen, the truth is, the one thing I don't like, I'll tell you some things I don't like. How about that? I don't like being told something that you honestly have no understanding about. And I don't want to be bullshitted about either. Yeah. So if you're going to educate me on something, if you don't know the answer, it's yeah. actually okay to go find it out for me. Yeah. You know? Um, being here in the lounge you know you try to make sure that customer service is number one the other thing that I have a pet peeve with with lounge experiences is and Lee the reason why I'm going this way is because you actually tap on you know five of the main hidden points but one thing I don't like is to be segregated 
lounge. Yeah, you don't want to feel uncomfortable. You know, and, you know, the worst thing to do is be a part of a lounge where, you know, you're either watching shit on TV that's not conducive with just a natural behavior of relaxing. Yes. You know, um, you know, not to get into any kind of, like, politics or, you know, current events talks, but, like, when you walk into a lounge and, and you're watching... You know, TVs that just are reflecting a certain demographic consistently, you are reminded that this is not a relaxing atmosphere. And it goes against the whole customer service thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, another thing too is just, I guess for me with experiences, the overall feeling of, I don't want to leave this place means everything to me. Oh, that's big. And that has a a lot embodied into it it's about being physically comfortable Mm -hmm. you know the whole showing comfort you know i mean to you as well where it's just like the atmosphere is just like i just don't want to move from here you know and 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 you know selection like you touched on lee Mm -hmm. you know um i will tell you this there's three times that i've felt complete when i've been in the lounge um one time is where I went to the Riviera Maya in Mexico, there's a cigar lounge on the premise that has where I drank the 30-year Zappa at. Remember I said I'll touch back on that later. So that experience for me was complete because it was a five-star, six-star resort. So they, you know, went above and beyond with how they presented the cigars to you, how they cut them, how they gave you a little talk on all of them, and how they paired recommendations for you off the jump. That's huge. That's huge. You know, so that experience there is something where it's just like, wow, this is how it's supposed to be done. They separate themselves. Yes, they did. Yeah. But rightfully so. It was a very expensive trip. They should have, you know, they should. They better. Yeah, they better. So, you know, that experience was great there. You know, again, from presentation to how they presented themselves they handled themselves the another time where i felt complete with an experience was when we went to habanos down in atlanta oh yeah now i'm not too sure you know the situation sure, yeah, with them at, being open or now that was a great experience. but when we went down there we were down there for business mm-hmm. and you guys like you know like me we, we walked in this first time together you know just noticing this place the, the ambiance there, the feeling there was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Now there was some downsides to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, you know, lie to it. Where I wish there was a little bit higher. Yeah. Which would have been just selection. More, the, the selection. selection. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But listen, being a cigar owner, there's imperfections mm-hmm. here where we're not even 100% with ourselves, mm-hmm. and that's because we're growing too. And every business has room to grow, mm-hmm. and that's what you guys are here for to enjoy the ride with us. But Habanos is a great experience, like I said. And you remember um, the one hostess that we had that she wasn't overbearing, mm-hmm. but when she did have a time to come to it, she came through and she would talk and we would talk about cigars, talk about smoking, and then yeah, we just talk about a little bit about life. Yeah, small talk. You know, small talk, you know? And, uh, you know, again, just great experience. And number one for me when it came to an experience was during the time when the original Cigar Inn came into play yes. and you had our culture there thriving, you yeah. know, and you had Billy and Gus there running it at the time and owning it yeah. and just allowing it to manifest into what it grew to be with just this, 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 this pulse, this mm-hmm. heartbeat. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was thriving. Yeah. You know, New York is known for creating things, but it did create a cigar culture for our culture. Yeah. You understand? And it was big, you know, and, and I, I never forget 
the service there, I mean, let's be real. It used to get packed as shit in there. Yeah. And the way yeah. the hostesses, they did their job. They definitely know, did. Yeah. You know, maneuvering around the barber chairs to the yeah. folding chairs. Yeah. I mean, and I'm just talking from a New York experience. Being yeah. in New York to experience this type of atmosphere was something that you had to be a part of. And then the music. The music. Nino, oh, Nino DJ was Nino. killing it. You know, again, and then all the cigar heads that were a part of it at the time, yeah. just being there, the cultures, the, the 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 personalities, that was the epitome of what a cigar experience should be. So, Conway, you had mentioned before about being spoiled. Yes. Cigaring experience would spoil definitely, you definitely because spoiled. then when you went to other places, you wouldn't notice. You would notice immediately it wasn't the same. Speaking of spoiled, I, I left this out. If you've never been any cigar smoker, you gotta go to Ebor City. Ebor City was like an experience like none other. Obviously, it's a little different because, you know, they have the, the spirits there where you can actually smoke. But just being able to go into a very, again, going back to the spacious environment, everyone sitting down, everyone, you know, socializing with one another. It didn't matter what, what uh, you know, what party you represented when you got into politics, what, yeah. what the color of your skin, everybody just congregated, spoke, and enjoyed their cigars. And then you can sit outside, you look at the whole strip, Perfect weather, you know. So, so it, for those that don't know, yeah, what Malik is talking about, Ebor City is a part of Tampa, yeah. where Florida, a Tampa, Florida, and it is known as the mecca of cigars for the United States. Yes, if is. you go back into your history and you look up uh, Cigar City Mafia era back in the day with the Traficantes yes. and stuff, Santo, yeah. Santos Traficante, the 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 the, the actual. Um, Premiere basically during the time of like prohibition when, when all the cigars started coming into America from Cuba. They, they went came straight, straight to Tampa. through Tampa. I know everybody thinks Mi- Miami is the place. No, no it, was it was Tampa. Tampa. It was Tampa. And Tampa still has a historical section called Ebor City where you can find, I don't know, about eight to ten custom cigar shops Definitely. down there that hand were hand rollers. Hand rollers right uh, out in the street. Yeah, and it's real artsy. There's restaurants down there, there's art shops. But the culture, they kept the same tapestries yep. and the same fixtures from back in the day. If you yep. walk down, actually, some of the some of the spots look like old saloon styles. Yeah, yeah you know, so it's it's something to check out. If you're a big cigar smoker and you love smoking cigars, you got to go pay homage to the mecca of cigars here in 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 states, in, in, in states yeah. down in Florida, Tampa, Ebor City. You won't be disappointed. Not at all. What you got, Conway? So I went a little bit more specific, and. I listed five, but I honestly can't rate five through one. I think all five are pretty equal as as, as the the list goes. So I'm just going to do them random. So you both mentioned Cigar Inn. The first one I'm going to mention is my first time at Cigar Inn. So, Malik, you might remember this. It was your birthday. <laughs> you Classic were probably night. turning 30, 35, I think. Five, yeah. I want to say. Yeah, yeah 34, 35. Mm-hmm. And what a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I walk in and I'm like, yo, I'm home. Mm-hmm. Like this, like the, the vibe there. It was something different. It was something different. There were people of color there. I don't think Nino was DJing that particular night, but it was a Friday or a Saturday. So being Friday or Saturday, it was it was just our people there and it was hip hop being played on the on the speakers and there was I wanna say so if it was so your birthday's in May. So I wanna say NBA playoffs was probably okay. On. Okay. And it was just a it was such a cool atmosphere. And almost as almost as 
equally as important as cigars. It's smoking a cigar isn't just about the cigar. It's the whole experience in total. Yeah, it is. So it was the people. It was the music. The ambiance. Yeah. It was the atmosphere. It was the cigars. The, cigar. use, the cigars usually the the cherry on top. Exactly. It's the cherry on the Sunday. So the, my first time at the Cigar Inn, and believe to this day, I thank you for inviting me to that to that birthday party because it was so chill and it was like just a perfect experience. And my office. So I, and I mentioned this before on, on a previous podcast. Um, so by trade, in addition to owning, you know, being partial owner of, of Smoke and Ashes, I'm also an attorney. So my my office is on Lexington between 41st and 42nd. So if it's a nice spring or summer day, it's a 10 minute at the most 15 if you're taking a nice little stroll. Yeah, 10, 15 minute it's a walk. nice walk. That's yeah. a nice walk though mm-hmm. from my office. Yeah, no, that's a nice so walk from that area. On a Friday, finish early, meet my last client or whatever. I take a nice little stroll over the cigar inn right on Second Ave, and it, you know it, it was sad to see it go, you know, but it was for that time it was just such a, a perfect atmosphere. And that's why we carry a piece of it here. Yeah, we exactly. out. You come in here, you will see parts of cigar. There's, there's actually a couple of relics here that we yeah. I like to say relics. Is, I mean, it was an important time. It's like a history Definitely. piece. Yeah. We're paying homage. Yeah, Definitely. We, we Definitely. Have, yeah, we have a couple. Come down, so, check it out. My other one, and y'all mentioned this too, Habano. Yeah. So it was my first time visiting a cigar lounge in the South. So I've, I've personally never been to Ybor City, so I haven't experienced that yet. So my experience as far as a cigar lounge in the South where I can actually have a cigar and drink something was Habano's in Atlanta. It was black owned. It was a dope ass, like just uh, uh, decor in terms of like just how they, they laid everything out with the how furniture. How awkward was that though for you to experience it like that? So I, what I mean by is that I mean like having the opportunity to like be served the alcohol with so it's definitely a, a different you know, experience. You know, you know, it's a different experience, but it's an experience where I was thinking this is what it's supposed to be. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's yeah. so like how many people have walked in here asking us, so are you guys eventually gonna get a liquor, liquor license? license? Yeah. And my response always is two things. Number one, you would think that we would have one, but we can't. It's legally. It's, because it's legally not us. Because legally speaking, yeah. you can't have, in the state of New Jersey, you cannot have a tobacco license and a liquor license. Unless you have a grandfather one. And yeah. there, there's like 10 of them in the whole state. Exactly. So it's few and far in between. So it's something, once again, when I go get that analogy, peanut butter yeah. and jelly, a nice bourbon scotch with a cigar absolutely it just goes hand in hand so the fact that you can't have a tobacco license and a liquor license makes no sense whatsoever I, I still to this day rack my brain trying to figure out what the logic is behind me politicians get a chance to listen to this podcast yeah, exactly. please understand you're losing a lot of dollars change the laws, dollars. Change the laws dollars. man i mean come on it's crazy Right, These so are grown-ups of yeah, appreciating this exactly. stuff. There's not kids coming in here asking for cigars. Trust exactly. and believe that. The youngest person we've had in here is probably... 26, 25? At the youngest. And, and that's because somebody brought their son with them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's like one or two people. Yeah, it's for, few and far in between. Yeah, few and far in between. So, my third one. Our boy Will over at Havana Dreams. Havana. Yeah. Will, what Big up? Big shout out to Will and Havana Dreams. If you're in the city, go to Havana Dreams. Yeah, so it's out in Queens. It's on uh, Woodhaven Boulevard. That's correct. Yeah. So, I don't know if y'all remember this. It was, I don't know if, I don't remember if it was the playoffs or if it was a regular season game, but it was an amazing game. It was the Golden State Warriors versus 
Oklahoma City Thunder. It was threes after threes. Mm-hmm. And to end it, I remember that game. Golden State was down two. And Golden State Warriors take out the ball. But they didn't have like a lot of room. They didn't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry pulled from about like half two, court. Or, two or three steps in front <laughs> yeah. of half court. Yeah, I remember that game. And Bang. nailed the three. I remember and that. And the whole place went crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. Right there. It's true. Right there. Like that's like having a cigar, being around people that are enjoying that common experience. That's what it's all about. And I don't know if yes, I don't know sir. if you guys noticed tonight. We've name dropped. And we are cigar lounge owners. And you know what that's for? We don't hate. It's not about hate, man. Listen, we're all on the same team. All of us are about creating atmospheres for you guys to come through and enjoy yourselves. So just as many times we mentioned, hey, come to Smoke and Ashes, visit Havana Dreams. Yeah, visit Havana Dreams. Visit, you know, Papa visit Papa Wands in the Bronx. Wands in the Bronx. Bronx. Yes. I mean, visit Maduro's, Maduro's. in the Bronx. Yeah. I'll stay uh, local uh, to you. You mentioned him earlier. Go visit Sanj down yeah. there. Go visit Sanj. High, high end. High end. High end cigars. Anthony. Go, go, go visit Anthony down Black in High on. end. Black on. Yeah. Unfortunately, cigar in doesn't exist anymore. Unfortunately, I, I believe we got the word Habanos for whatever reason closed down. But if they were still open, we'd be saying the same thing. Yeah, go there too. Go visit. If you're in the Atlanta area, go to Habanos. If you're, you know, in... Um, uh, uh, Midtown Manhattan uh, If it was still open Go to Cigar Inn you know, But unfortunately Those places closed down So So I got two more So this one's gonna be A little left field So As you guys know I love to travel mm-hmm. I've been to about a good 10-15 countries And I've been blessed That I was able to Not only have the time to, to take vacation But the Resources to go to Different places Different countries Or whatever So And I'm probably gonna fuck this up and anybody that speaks French or has any French friends they know I'm about to butcher this 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 name <laughs> but La Maison Champ Elise I think you nailed that cigar bar in Paris France I'm I think you nailed I'm that. when you first got back yo, that was the first yo, thing you said you was like yo. no you texted us from there yes you did yeah, you yes, texted us from there and you yeah. sent us pictures sent on pictures. Yeah. the trips yeah, yeah, too yeah. Yo, yes you did it was so chill in there it was like a, it was very upscale. Keep in mind, your pockets got to be right to visit this place. Of course, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap. But at the same time, you want to talk about a crazy, crazy experience. So, the cigar lounge, cigar lounges traditionally are not like bright places in terms of like decor, in terms of lighting, because it fucks up the vibe. So, this particular place, it was black wood on the floors. The walls were painted black, but it was like a um. It was wood on the on the walls, but it was all painted black. The, whole, the ceiling was black, so everything was black. Low light, expensive cigars, and they served alcohol. So, being in France, had nice cognacs. It was so chill. Loving some cognacs. Right down the street, because you guys know I love cars. Literally, like three, I want to say three stores down, was the Aston Martin dealership. So as I was leaving. And going to What did you spot. smoke when you were there though, by the way? You know what? This was like a good four years ago. And unfortunately I took pictures inside, but I don't think I took a picture of any of the cigars that I smoked. Okay. But, but they weren't brands you were familiar with. No, no. And once again, you're in I'm your, a Paris friend. Well that's then that's the reason why I had to ask. Yeah, because I know yeah. that you get a different selection. Definitely, know, definitely. Okay. But I don't remember the cigar that I smoked, but it was it was so chill in there. It was like a perfect perfect atmosphere. And 
it was a weekday that we went. So it wasn't a lot of people in there. As a matter of fact, it was one other person in there. <laughs> wow. One other person. And it was just me, my fiance, and this one other person. And they were attentive to us. They were informative about what they had to offer, drink-wise and cigar-wise. It was just a really, really chill, cool atmosphere. And going back to the whole concept of Shameless Plug, the number one experience once again, I didn't rate them in terms of one through five, mm-hmm. but the, the number one that I'm going to mention was our Super Bowl party here at Smoking Ashes. Great night. And Great night. the reason for that Epic. is twofold. Hot. Number one, we sold tickets for that night, and we had sold pretty much all the tickets, but we still had people coming through. So they paid at the door, and we weren't at capacity, but it was just the right amount of people. That's... And we had a black quarterback in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And anybody that's been to Smoking Ashes knows it's a black-owned business. Most of our patrons are black. So everybody was rooting for the black quarterback. And anybody that watched last year's Super Bowl knows it went down to the wire for the most part. Matter of fact, the Chiefs were down at halftime. Mm-hmm. And it took a heroic comeback by the Kansas City Chiefs that was an experience. quarterback. Yeah. Whose name escapes me right now? Why can't I think of his brother's name? Mahomes. Mahomes. Thank you, Mahomes. Mahomes. Thank you. So he was playing like shit first half. Yeah, the first half was yeah. tough. Yeah. So it was, it, it it almost was like a microcosm of us as a people. It was like, damn, we're down, we're getting beat. It's it was like we were rooting for us, and we're sitting there like, yo, this dude looked like Superman through the whole season, mm-hmm. and he's playing like shit the first half. What's going on? Man, we're gonna lose. Keep in mind what I said. We are going to we lose. We are gonna lose. And this wasn't a place full of Kansas City Chiefs fans. It wasn't about that. It was about the stereotype of a black quarterback the traditional can't narrative. win yeah, yeah. can't win the big game. And so we're watching it and thinking to ourselves, fuck, we're about to lose. And the mood was like it wasn't it was, it was a little down. somber. It was, it was, it was down. Little, little somber. And then everybody was huffing on this yeah, and then comeback the second half specifically the second half of the third quarter going through the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. and it was just so so amazing to watch and the atmosphere and the energy in here was electric you can like cut it with a knife it was so crazy and you know what i take that back when i talked about i wasn't going to rate them super bowl party was my number one cigar lounge experience you know what's so crazy bro now i'm gonna keep it real with you yeah I had a feeling that one of you guys were definitely going to go the route of mentioning something from here. Yeah. <laughs> straight away from it. Yeah. No, because what Conway is saying is, um, for, for me, even though we were working that night and it was busy in here, yes. there was times where we had a chance to you know sit back a little bit and, and you know, watch, just, exactly and watch enjoy it a the game. Bit. Take it all yeah. in. But that Take last quarter, yes. we, were, we were able to really just focus on the game, and that's when yes. the comeback had started. Yeah. That experience in here, watching the faces of the... 60 patrons that had, mm-hmm. you know, reserved their tickets for our first annual Super Bowl party. Yes. Yeah, and, and let that soak in. Like I said, our first annual Super Bowl party. We opened up January 4th. Great night. Okay? So a month later, we had 60 patrons reserve their tickets here to experience that here yes. with us. Yes. And it was an amazing moment. Yes. The energy in here was high. Yeah. You know, uh, everyone was well fed and you know, taken care of appropriately. And when that game was over, yeah, 
the energy in this whole place. Yes. People didn't even want to leave. Right? Nobody yeah. wanted, Nobody to, leave. wanted yeah. to leave. If it was a Saturday night, yeah. all 60 people would have stayed. Yeah. Because it's Super Bowl it's Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday, half of them had to go to work. And, so. and, and, and let the powers that be, please hear this. Monday should be a national holiday yeah. after Super yeah. Bowl Sunday. You know yo. what? Because no one's going to work. And that's, a, that's real talk. No one's going to work afterwards. <laughs> and not to or if you're going to work, you're going to work mad late. You're going to work late. You're calling out sick. Because, I mean, I've done both of those after Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. Sorry about it. I've done it before because I didn't want to waste a vacation day. And I remember getting in there like, like two hours <laughs> But, yo, if we're in the, 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 the time frame where we're starting to change things, Super Bowl Sunday... Needs Super Bowl Monday. Yeah, the Monday after the Super Bowl should be a day off, a national, national day off, holiday. because national of the holiday. way that we value football in this country. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, everyone is watching the game. People Even people who don't watch people the game are watching it. Football will, will, because definitely. they like to go to the parties. Matter of fact, and this will be a topic for another day. How about this? Because it's 2020. How about we get really real? How about we nix Columbus Day? Get rid of it. Get that shit the fuck out of here. And let's make the Monday, Monday Super Bowl <laughs> Monday a national holiday because the Super Bowl is a holiday in and of itself. Yes, it is. It's the country. biggest event, like to Mother's Day, and then yeah. Mother's Day is after that's Christmas. Yeah. So, like, let's let's get real. Let's next Columbus Day get and rid let's of that. get the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday, which brings us to our next topic. So, we're gonna be extremely lighthearted here, and we're gonna do because with this whole Corona thing. And keep in mind, let me get a let me get an end session cap on that bottle right yeah, there. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Thank so, you. The coronavirus, we're not trying to make light of the tragedy of the pandemic at all. It's a a horrific thing that's happened um, for the people that we've lost, for the fact that we've had people cooped up in in their houses, apartments, rooms for months on end. Um, So... You know, rest in peace to everybody that we lost, especially from the from the, the cigar world. Yeah, yeah cigar, sure. personal, sure. and you know, yeah. anything. That, everybody, yeah, everybody that's just. But know. much as as we do as as a people, when we have tragedy, we try to you know find some like little glimmer of humor in it to lighten the mood to Gotta make us feel mental better. Health exactly. So now we're gonna get into our top five memes that we've seen during this COVID time because. The one thing that our people are great at is creativity <laughs> and making light of things that whoever's creating this shit. Yeah, it's just it's got I mean, pure genius, pure gold, genius. pure gold. So we're gonna get into our top five. Leak, I'm gonna let you start. So I have one. Um, so there is one. Uh, if anybody's seen Scary Movie, and if you remember the character who had the little hand. It's my strong It's hand. my strong <laughs> So there's a meme out there Where he has oh the, You know He has God. the little hand And um It basically says After This is what your hands look like After using hand sanitizer 40 times a day <laughs> So basically It's just a caption And you'll see it in the picture Yeah we'll put it on a picture On YouTube You know Go go look at that But it, it, I just thought That was hilarious When I first saw that I freaking cracked up laughing man. Yo Now because that movie came out during the time where you know we were enjoying ourselves yeah, yeah. it resonated back when mm-hmm. you saw it because listen if anyone who if you're obviously hopefully you're alive watching this but if you've gone through the pandemic you all know during the beginning part of it everybody was like washing their hands like every 10 minutes I know I hand was. sanitized like I every time you touch something 
you were washing your hands. So to see the meme of the my strong hand, my strong hand. Yo, that shit is funny. Now, I'll switch it a little bit. <laughs> you guys, it's not to go into politics, right? But like, yo, remember when Trump had made the, the forty-five? Yes, had made the the, and I'll edit that out. <laughs> um, forty-five had made the comment of um, like using like. Household cleaners, basically. Yeah. <laughs> to, to cleanse yourself. To cleanse yourself. Of the coronavirus. And didn't think that people were going to listen. Because, you know, some people, some of his diehards, yeah. they actually listened. Yeah. And some people, you know, sadly to say they lost their lives from taking in Clorox and all kinds of household detergents. But yeah. there's a, a meme that was made that they superimposed. 45's face. 45's face <laughs> onto Tony Montana. Montana. On the, scar- the iconic picture of you know Scarface sitting on his throne yeah. with a mountain of cocaine in front of him, but instead of cocaine, it's like empty cans of Comet. Yeah. And when I saw that, I mean, honestly, look, again, the beauty about memes is showing you an image, and yeah. either they have words. Sometimes words are not needed, but when this particular it meme has no words, yes, yeah, because it didn't need it. And the it, picture it, spoke a thousand words. It hit so hard when you saw those just empty comic cans and then this this picture of 45 with his nose all white. Yeah. Like Tony Montana. And and I don't know. It was just funny as shit, man. Yeah, no, it was it was classic. What you got, Conway? So if you're an 80s baby like we are, or born a little bit before. New Jack City was a classic movie. Yeah, it was. Classic movie. So, for those that don't, that have never seen New Jack City, if you've never seen New Jack City, number one, shame on you. Yeah, real big shame on you. Number two, if you're of a certain age and it was like before your time, uh, still, shame on you. Like, watch New Jack City. It's a, it's a fucking classic. So, there's the scene. So, all right, so for those who don't know, and if I have to explain New Jack City to you, I feel a certain type of way about it. But, all right, this is what it's about. So New Jack City came out like in 1988 or 89, and it was about the crack era in New York City. The Carter, specifically Harlem. So the main character, played by Wesley Snipes, brilliant, brilliant performance, was Nino Brown. Oh, definitely brilliant. Brilliant performance. It was Nino Brown. Nino Brown was like the, the drug kingpin of, of, of the block uh, in that era, in that, era, that uh, neighborhood in Harlem. So... It was Nino Brown, his security slash bodyguard, gunner man, who's driving. <laughs> Nino Brown's in the passenger seat. They're driving the Jeep Wrangler, the one with the no top. No top. And his man, G-Money. Iconic vehicles yeah. of the 80s. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, come, hell and yeah. it came back now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So G-Money's in the back. So in the movie, in the actual movie, G-Money, so now keep in mind, at this time, they're only selling powder. Correct. They don't know about crack yet. Not yet. G Money had got put onto crack. Yes. So he leans over in front of Nino over his right shoulder and is like, yo, people are going crazy over this shit called crack. It's a little crack rocks. And he shows Nino the vial of crack cocaine. So he has it between his pointer finger and his thumb. And he's showing Nino this vial of these little rocks. In the movie. Yeah. The meme was that exact scene, but instead of the crack vial, talking about sometimes it doesn't need words, this one had words. 
So the meme reads, Yo, people are going crazy over this. But instead of a crack vial, it was a roll of toilet paper. Yo, toilet paper. I do not get it. Like, <laughs> that shit was... Why are people going crazy over toilet paper? Yo, no, I, hold on. Now, listen. Yeah. Come on. I get it. That was so frustrating going into the of supermarket. Of course it was, but think no about people panicking. Water. Right. How about water? Of course, because <laughs> ideally, if you're home all day, if you ran out of toilet paper, the smart thing to do is Hop take a fucking bath. Clean your ass yeah. with something. Hop your ass in the shower. But people were just worrying about not having Dumb enough shit, paper though. to wipe their ass. Like, okay, they never said stay in your home, period. They said you can go to the supermarket. So when people heard quarantine, but you can go to get your essentials, you can go to the soup, the supermarkets will still be open. Why did everybody run out and get toilet paper? Like, because it, was it just, gonna show, be no it just shows you the fucking mindset of this country I was, I'm I was gonna getting take, water not freaking of course you take the real uh, food and water yeah, so if you live in New York like we're from and, yeah some of you guys might not understand you, you know, can drink tap yeah. water the New York Reservoir clean water matter of fact probably some of the best water in the country no I think it was ranked one of the best waters in the world yeah so you can drink water straight from the tap unfortunately 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 the three of us moved to Jersey Mm-hmm. So if anybody knows about Jersey water, do not drink that water. Do not. <laughs> you know what it do is. Not. Here, here's what it is too. Yo, my dishes. <laughs> there's like this film on them and shit. All like the time. That. Like it's crazy. Or even if you don't put a filter on your your house, when you even take a shower, your skin dries quicker. I was gonna you say come that. out mad ash. You come out dry as hell. It's because it's hard. It's cold mad. hard water. Yeah, I've gone cocoa through. butter and yeah, cocoa that, shea, butter. shea butter. Shea butter. Pure shea butter. Me too. I'm in the same boat. But no. Um, here's the thing. And you don't think about it. Growing up in New York, drinking tap water mm-hmm. was a blessing yeah. that not many people can sit back and say they did. You know what the crazy part is? I never thought twice about it growing up. No. It was a dorm. I didn't know that until I was a grown, grown yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't know that until I went away to college. Correct. So I went to college in D.C. D.C. water is even worse than Jersey Yeah, water. they're like, don't touch this. You got to drink bottled water. Yo, I would come out the shower gray. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit. Like, I, would, I had never been so ashy in my motherfucking life. That's crazy. So I was like, yo. Okay, I realize now, despite where you grow up in New York, if you're in the hood, if you're in a nice neighborhood, anywhere in between, your water was good. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter where type, you could be in the PJs, yeah, yeah. you could be in a fucking eight-bedroom, five-bathroom mansion. Yeah. Your water's good. D.C.? Not good. You can be in the most <laughs> affluent neighborhood. Your still water shitty. is still shit. Yeah, that's crazy. So I didn't appreciate it until I left New York, mm. but Jersey? Nah. You can't do it. So you need you the water. Yeah, definitely need the water. So the water, I would have understood. And yes, the water was off the shelves too. The toilet paper, the the, the paper towels, the napkins. It's right here. They going crazy. Yes. Yeah. It no. didn't make no sense. <laughs> so that yeah. meme was funny as hell. Just seeing. Yeah, how that was a good one. Coincided with the that world. was a good one. That was a good one. Link, I think you had one. Link, you have the last one, baby. So me being a, a light skinned gentleman, this was hilarious to me. And then. You know, obviously, there's a lot of jokes on the light skin guys. If you ever remember, all the waffle color motherfuckers, the waffle. This, is, this is for you. This is for so, you. So there's a meme with um, Prince. I don't know if it was an album cover or what, but this, no, this it was it was an album cover. No, it was an album. It wasn't. Okay. An album cover. It, was it wasn't. It wasn't. It was, it was, it was just a, like one of those posters that the girls used to have in their room. It was a still know? picture from the. When Dove's cry video. When, yes, there you go. And he's oh, laying, okay, that's right. Laying on the shy. bed all pr- provocatively, and you know he has, you know he's looking like a, you know, hey, let me just say he's looking like a female, and 
He has the, the hair dripped He's over to like the side. Prince. He's looking like, like Prince. Prince. He has the hair Prince. dripped over to the side. And it basically says, this is how light-skinned dudes quarantine. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry. That was hilarious. Me being a light-skinned, I could I laugh at myself. That was hilarious. So, I just thought that was funny. For those listening on the podcast, we, we're going to put this on YouTube. Yes, yes, yes. So if you don't know the memes we're talking about, Keep it on YouTube. We're gonna put the memes up on YouTube, so please check it out because so we want you to laugh with us. Yeah, and you know, feel free to comment about all the memes we're talking about. Um, Through all these times, man, well, you gotta laugh, man. Yeah, you, you, no, you know what? We're, we're, yeah, we're definitely one hundred percent right. We're in some stressful times and everything that's going on in the world and in the country. In the world, you, Craig, you gotta laugh, man. You gotta laugh. You gotta find some 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 uh, laughter through all this that's going on. So. If not, you go crazy. Yeah, you, you'll go crazy, definitely, definitely, definitely. And on that note, it's a wrap for episode number three. Number three. As usual, it is up on the tab below on YouTube for your questions and comments. For those listening on the podcast, hit us up on IG, Twitter, Facebook, at SNA Live Podcast. And as usual, in the words of Shirley Chisholm, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. Peace. You have just been listening to the SNA Live Experience.